Hello and welcome to Gundam I Hardly Know Him. This is the comedic book club style podcast where each week we discuss an entry into the Gundam franchise, whether that be a series, anime, movie, sometimes a game, sometimes we discuss something different altogether, but we always do it in release order. I'm Michael. Hello listeners, I hope you're doing well. Today is episode four of season nine and we are finishing our discussion on Victory Gundam, and we're tackling episodes 37 through the last episode, which is episode 51. To do this, I'm not doing it alone. If you thought that, you're crazy. Nobody could do this alone. I have to <laughs> I have to uh, grab on to my pillars of strength, uh-huh. uh, integrity, yeah, and um, um, just like... Uh, Do you like only friend. need two pillars? <laughs> yeah, like, where's like, the third pillar? <laughs> at any given point. I'm sorry, Simon, you're just a backup pillar. It's okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. oh no. I can get up and leave an or I can my pillar can uh um go hold up somebody else's Gundam podcast. Also, I'm a free agent. <laughs> do you think that this podcast is like full of integrity? No, I'm on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have been meaning to make a statement about this on our all right, Instagram. All right, all right, all right. Everybody shut lied. up. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined by my three best friends. Uh, you know him. You love him. He's our certified lover man, our Marvel champion. And now he's yellow. Now he's blue. Now he's all squarey. You know him. You love him. It's Christian. Hey, Christian. How's it going, bud? Hey, I disagree. I think this podcast is full of full of integrity. Okay. This is a Christian podcast That's true. about men's true. health. Okay, so it's about <laughs> it getting get closer much integral to God, than that. <laughs> right? And also, you know, maintaining the temple within oneself. Okay, so, uh, yes, we're spreading all kinds of integrity everywhere. Probably in places we don't even know we're spreading it, you know? Just un- unintentionally true. everywhere, all over the place. I love it. Um, we are also graced by the presence of our number one Char hater, our number one Haro hater, our Otaku Encyclopedia. We are joined by Alex. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Uh, hold on to that Haro hater comment for later. Oh, um, Whoa. second of all, interesting, interesting. Second of all, Christian, we cannot be considered an integrity podcast when fifty percent of this podcast like domestic girlfriend. And at least 50% of this podcast has seen SOA. <laughs> There's just no integrity left. Alex, did you finish SOA? I had not finished. SAO? I, SAO. SAO, yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I watched up to the end of Gun Girl Online. I have not watched season three yet. It's, All right, it's on yeah. the back burner. Okay, 50% of this podcast finished the first season. So 50% of this podcast is not in, <laughs> it does not have any integrity. Cause... Wait, when you... No, okay, you, you didn't finish the... Uh, the uh, elf. No, I stopped. Yeah, yeah, I stopped after yeah, episode so, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So your your integrity level is a little higher than mine, <laughs> but uh, there's no integrity left. I, I've done a good job bringing that down. Fifty percent of fifty uh, percent of us watch uh, sword art online, and fifty percent of us watch swords online art. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is the, the wish the not DVD that you get. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lastly, uh, but not leastly, we're joined by the lasagna kid himself. We got Simon. Hey, Simon, how's it going? It's going pretty good. You doing okay? Are, you, su- you survived how are you this? Doing? You survived this group of episodes. 
I did. I well, I didn't watch um all of them to be completely frank, but the last um I think half of it, half of the episodes uh honestly, it made it even more satisfying because like my experience with this last set of episodes was like just the finale because I feel like there's like a pre-finale um and then the end of it was like the final arc. So I did survive all or I mean, I if somebody asked me on the street and they're like you're going to give me, like, unless you answer this question, yes, you have to give me, like, your wallet and your keys or something like that. And the question was, like, have you seen the hit anime classic Victory Gundam? I would probably say, yes, I have seen it. Um, and I would be able to walk freely as a result of that. Um, and I, like, can't say that about Sword Art Online or anything. So <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you never know when those those <laughs> trivia bandits are gonna come around those dark dark alley, those corners. I just imagine you all just like sitting in a room looking at like clip art of swords and like just like or like just like flipping through like a medieval textbook and it's like, oh my gosh, that like this is... is hosted on the internet, yeah. Yeah, there it is. That is a better view than what it actually is, so keep that yeah. in your head. Yeah. Um for the listeners, uh, we were coming down to the wire here today to get this episode recorded, uh, and Simon reached out to the to the rest of us and asked if he had to finish the episodes, and I think that we all agreed that, oh my god, there's a group of episodes that were just so skippable. So, yeah. with the guidance gonna, of the group, uh, Simon skipped a, a couple episodes here or there. I'm gonna say, I, I think I skipped the same block of episodes Simon did, because I saw <laughs> that text from you, and I was like, oh, thank god. Yeah. It's starting to get it, a little bit of a... It, it got it, a little hard there. It's that, uh, what do we call it, Christian hot potato? I feel like that continued. Yeah. That it continued just a little bit, and you know what was kind of disappointing is, like, in this last block, there were bright spots. They were like, mm-hmm. okay, this is getting interesting. There's, like, stuff happening, and, um, you know, a lot of interesting elements are being played around with the story, and then, you know, quickly it just kind of turns the doggy doo-doo again. So, anyways, we'll get into it. Yeah, and I would like to tell the listeners that everyone was extremely receptive and understanding, which, I mean, honestly seems a little bit unique for the anime community, so I'm just, I'm very happy that I'm watching it with all of these people. Yeah, I mean, um, take into account, listeners, we get paid zero dollars to do this. This yeah, is truly yeah, out of the yeah, kindness yeah. of our own hearts. This is not a job. Yeah. No. We, we, we simply do the best that we can. I got I got some breaking news for you, Michael. What's that? Uh, Evangelion just reached um, uh, the, I think the 83rd place 100 million watches from my, amulet, my anime list. Not many people who rated it high. So oh, it's, oh, it's, okay. Okay, yeah, there we it's go. It's getting there. Yeah. I mean, th- Sword Art Online is still like number two no. on my anime list. Is rankings. <laughs> list as a number two or it's like the, the mo- second highest rated? It's like in the top five of most popular, which is, yeah. uh, it's fine. It's... I mean, what's popular is good. But you know what? Evangelion, if you haven't <laughs> seen it, go watch it. Do it. Do it. Um, anyway, we, we have a lot to get through, more episodes than normal. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna kind of bash through this and uh, get through some of these episodes. I, we can slow it down at the end. I have a lot to say at the end. Yeah, I want to I want to get to the end. I um, yeah. I don't want us to forget after the break. We're gonna definitely dive into Christian's men's health topic of yes. the week, and then at Please. the very end of the episode, Simon. I don't know if you have a heart out today, but I need you to 
let me know because I have a five minute surprise for the three of you. Something that I worked on Ooh. all weekend. And it's an audio oh. thing and a surprise. So I want to get to the end so uh, with enough time no to, to listen to this. Out. Okay. So we'll just make sure that, that that fits in for the end of the episode as well. But um, let's just go ahead and jump into episode 37. Christian, when you're ready, you can take it away. 37, the counterattack of the twin rad. Um, I got a couple of sentences for this episode because that's all it really warrants. Um, the White Ark is harassed by the Twin Rad, which is basically those uh, those tire vehicle type movable suit combo combinations, and it's the the remnants of the Guitaral team. So they're the last two members of that team, and they're you know they're fighting to to their last gasp, I guess. Uh, and you know same thing kind of plays out there's a confrontation uh uso um and the team are able to fend them off slash uh destroy them and um alicia you know she d- wasn't sure about this how earth smelled but eventually she got used to it <laughs> mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was the the thing we were all like the enjoyment I was of the show like, is all hinging on. At the on. edge of my seat, yeah. is like, is she gonna kind of get used to it? <laughs> yeah. Will that be a like I mean, make like, or that's break character for, development? Yeah, for right. her and Warren. That uh, that really reminded me of. I don't know if you all remember during the Matrix. Uh, there's like a a scene where Agent Smith is like all up on Morpheus, and he talks about how humans just smell so bad. <laughs> and that's what that made me think of. Just like, <laughs> just like, you all smell like shit. This whole earth just smells like dog shit, dog and you don't even shit. realize it. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I, I, got, I got some words for this Yeah, episode. I got some words? Let's hear them. Alright, first off, I am starting to drink an entire bottle of sake. I'm going to be kind of unhinged. I'm apologizing to our podcast now. <laughs> Second off, wow. how are you not going to mention the thick-ass Gundam legs when Uso uses warboats as his legs? I don't remember that. I, <laughs> I, I, I took notes this time. Uh, I, I'm becoming a better podcaster. <laughs> the first thing I wrote was uh, uh, warboats as legs. Gundam's equal dummy thick. <laughs> that was a pretty cool thing. Also, also, probably one of my favorite like uh, quotes from this show was I think it was Warren was talking to Elisa and No no, it was uh Shakti. She was talking about life and her quote was uh where was it at? Uh do what you can while you're alive, then die well. Damn. Oh. And I thought that That's was just like pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice I, I paused it and I was like, damn, that, that actually is like something I didn't need to read recently. So I, was, uh... <laughs> I think that my favorite quote from the show so far is he bit them. Is <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, that uh, one kind of spoke to me um, on another level. But Also, can we all agree this episode, well, this is the last block episode with the official start of Uso's like true emo phase. Like, it was, <laughs> I was a particular scene when he was just like, I don't. I think he had his head in his hand, and it was just like, "Yeah, this is this is emo Uso now." Yeah, I think it's. I think one of the things that's difficult is it, it didn't seem like, especially maybe coming off the ones I watched today, that there was a lot of space for Uso to breathe, and so like he just seemed like moving from point A to point B pretty constantly. So I didn't feel mm-hmm. like we got like a true like. I don't know, like, like reflection. Yeah, yeah, like like a mental health check. Like I really wanted him yeah. to just like look straight down the camera <laughs> and just be like, 
this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm, I'm yeah, feeling pretty overwhelmed. I'm unwell <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, and I'm not taking time to unpack all of the trauma that's coming in. And that's on me. Okay. Uh, my... I need to listen to our men's health podcast. And the only way I can keep going is if I don't stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. But you're right. He does. It does seem like Alex, like every single, like at the end of every episode, his hands are uh, covering up his face <laughs> and tears are running down his cheeks. Um, I'm gonna say I did a lot of crying in this block as well. So I, I felt I felt you. So there were some this. moments that definitely hit pretty hard, actually. Yeah, we'll we'll get to some of those as we go. Um, the biggest thing for me was that, so episode 37. This is coming off a of, coming off of episode 36 where Uso's mom's head gets cut off and he has to carry it back to the white arc and he's holding his his mom's head and uh her helmet and then i think we all talked about how it felt like oh they're gonna get a couple of rest episodes like a couple episodes to like <laughs> yeah. do some shit like you know catch up have a Go breather vacation. yeah there's a there's a treaty signed like what happened to that fucking treaty because immediately it's just bullshit after bullshit like constant yeah, fighting that, in the next episode that treaty meant absolutely nothing. Yeah, the treaty was discarded so quickly. <laughs> but... oh, I, okay, you saying beheaded reminds... Okay, what do you all think of this? What do you think of the beheading existing in a show in the context in which the whole beginning of it was all about the guillotine? Do you think that was intentional? Mm, yes. Oh. I think it was intentional, especially with... Like, we don't need to the... dwell on it because, like, I mean, if it was intentional, it's just kind of like, oh, got her head cut off eventually some way but. <laughs> but i mean they keep talking about the guillotine but we haven't really seen it in a long time <laughs> you know yeah that's oh, what yeah. i that's what i was kind of reflecting back on the show uh today before we record we're recording this last one is this that was such a huge conversation point it was such a big topic it was like a motif mm-hmm. um and then you're right michael it just kind of is like unmentioned for the second half slash third of the show um but maybe they only had one guillotine so like when i got destroyed in that one episode (laughs) they're like fuck that was our only guillotine (laughs) like they were gonna go to lowe's and buy some materials to build another but they're just like waiting for a 20 percent off coupon to come in the email yeah exactly they're like do you see the price of wood right now like we're not like we can't afford a guillotine like we're not even buy a knife that big if you're at the point where you're gonna guillotine someone to kill them, like you're at a point where you can wait for that discount because like, yeah. you're clearly you're clearly not ready to kill them immediately. I think yeah. it's also kind of a weird flex that you're killing people with a traditional guillotine made out <laughs> of wood in Universal Century, whatever year it is. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> Call of Duty. Like my primary weapon is a guillotine. <laughs> I do, I, I do think like using that archaic way of killing people was like a motif of this show of kind of showing like how like the past is like i don't know because like they do that later in the block we got to talk about the bells and like mm-hmm. and also like directly referencing old like old rituals that the civilization used mm-hmm. to do so i feel like that was intentional to have her head chopped off as well i wonder yeah. if they were like if they wanted to like move past the just direct parallels to nazism and like try and like dig deeper into something and then oh we're french now yeah like it's still authoritarian like you know ruling but they're just trying to find something else to to like use as a motif but anyways yeah 
let's uh let's talk about episode 38 which is called the north sea begins burning uh the white arc is once again attacked by the dunker fleet uh and they are locked in battle over the sea however the episode mostly center centers around two budding relationships one on each side of the battle uh odello and elisha on the league military side and then duker and rinda on the bespa side the battle ends when Odello destroys the bridge of the Bespa ship, killing Duker and Renda before their dream of building a cabin uh, could ever come true. Oh no! Everyone, everyone on the battlefield sees the uh, those two uh, soldiers' ghosts bike into the sky as their souls oh, are yeah, freed from the earthly plane. I remember that. Cool as shit. It's yeah, fucking badass. Uh, <laughs> and my question for the group is. If you were to be killed in battle, what would your ghost be doing as it floats away from Earth? Oh. This is the burning question of the week, by the way. Play the drop. Question. I. Oh, God. Am I am I dying in war? Like how am I am I just dying? You die in general? like mobile suit battle, like the same yeah, way yeah. that like, they died. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you dying in this exact same situation, except for like you float away doing something you absolutely love. Yeah, or like yeah, just like what is your soul escaping to do? Like Duker and uh, Renda in this situation, like their dream was their their um, form of freedom was. Being oh. on the open road with with their hog between their legs. I would just be <laughs> doing 66. like I would be doing the fattest kickflip you've ever seen in your whole <laughs> life. Like straight, like I'd be like grinding the rail of like St. Peter's gates. Like it would be like, oh no, I would be yeah, I'd be doing like a line though. Like you know, it'd be like he's not gonna keep landing these, and then I do, and it's like sick. And they're like, oh my god, Simon, Simon. three. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's so Simon, he, he is holding a he's holding a PlayStation controller, <laughs> and I, I see it in the background. <laughs> it was in the background the last episode too. It was. Yeah, I have two ghosts. One's me controlling my other ghost flying. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, that's my answer. I would just honestly, all I dream about is being asleep anymore. So mm. it'd just be me, just in a bed. Wow, <laughs> <In> laid <bed. laughs> to rest. I I imagine Alex is like reading a manga or a graphic, uh, graphic novel mm. floating up into the sky. Ooh. Christian, what about you? This is really hard. Marvel this Champions. What do you got? Yeah, I, I might be uh, <laughs> playing some Marvel <laughs> Champions by myself. What, you fucking nerd like playing Marvel Champions <laughs> by yourself? <laughs> being all squarey. <laughs> yeah i don't know no, you'd Let's... be playing marvel champions like with like thor you'd be like playing it like with the with actual the actual like... yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes that's exactly what i'd be doing uh, i'm gonna say it's uh, michael what, what would you be your what would be your ghost floating story uh, I mean, I would say that mine would probably just be like kick, kicking a soccer ball, like mm. just like so cleanly into the goal, just like top bends, like the crowd going wild, screaming my name, chanting, <sighs> Michael, <sighs> Michael. That does sound that's pretty great. That's, that's, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> I will say this is going to be my shortest not okay with Alex moment. It's okay. It's not okay. It isn't. Okay. 
it was not okay with Alex is the relationship between uh, Duker and Reyna because he is her direct superior. That's fucked up. Oh, this, this show is full of that. Instantly solved when they died. I know it's what you say. Yeah, not yeah. okay with Alex. HR uh, department up Duker in space was like, oh, we dodged a bullet there. Like that could have been a real workplace <laughs> like, See, violation. If this podcast yeah. did, did not have any integrity. Would we have a "This is not okay with Alex" segment? That's Ask a good point. That, fair, gentlemen. But yeah, I had yeah. that, and then. Mm-hmm. About 15 minutes, I edit that note to say, never mind, they're dead now. They're dead yeah. now. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They also were dreaming but, about like an octagonal co- um, cabin. Did y'all mm-hmm. notice that? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I know she was trying to build one, and it was a it was a square. So it was She's like, does octagon. it look like an octagonal? It was, was like, wild. no. Um, also, Simon, I want to ask you about the memory. Do you, do you they use floppy disk when they're talking about placing the memory in the arc? Do you remember that? No, that's hilarious. Yeah, I just, just remember, like, why are we using floppy disk in a world where Gundams exist? Katagina's little, like... um, I don't know what you call that thing she was floating on. Had a little floppy disk thing. Oh, yeah, the we'll scooter there, at the though. end. Oh, no, that was a what CD a... disk. That was a different one. Oh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. Uh, I... yeah. Floppy one of my favorite it. threads on Twitter ever was just somebody had compiled, like, a library, a whole thread is so long of just gifts of people putting floppy disks uh in anime and using uh, floppy disks in anime it's one of my favorite threads it's it's all like the most high res most beautiful anime uh gifts ever so go find that somewhere on twitter um from years ago but mm-hmm. anyway let's let's just keep on going let's keep on going christian truck, truck, truck. What, what we got episode next? 39 the song of of the wings of light okay all right. Usa and the others finally get a chance to have some peace in Casarelia, but that is short-lived. Vespa forces uh, lying in wait in the area launch a surprise attack. Usa and Marbet have a chance, uh, oh, uh, which they fend off, and Uso has another emotional confrontation with an enemy Vespa pilot, and he dies in his arms and all that good stuff. Um, and But finally at the episode, they fend them off, and Uso and Marbet have a chance to bury Oliver and his mom and have a touching goodbye. But uh, this is also one of the first episodes where we see the V2 make use of these uh, wings of light that come out of its jetpacks, which are actually pretty badass, I will Fucking say. And flying light wings, baby. Mm-hmm. The wings of light. But yeah, also... I was gonna ask, what the fuck is Uso still doing trying to paraglide into into battles? <laughs> like, what, the, what are you planning on doing, dude? He's That's like... his culture. You saw his dad did it. That's like the one thing his dad passed down to him was I mean, paraglide into some <laughs> one meaningful activity a his dad had with him. A war yeah. when we're using robots that are eight hundred times the size of you. So it's trying to like be in like a people are awesome compilation. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uso has a POV GoPro strapped to his chest. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking. That's what I thought the very first episode. Like, this is one of those guys, you know? <laughs> Uso's wearing, like, a, he has, like, a Red Bull paraglider. Yeah. yeah. He's got a Red you Bull actually, uh, You actually the need, the, you need the Hero Black 7. It's, like, so much better. <laughs> like, the frames per second, it's pretty sick, man. That would be really cool to have, like, GoPro mounts on a Gundam to, like, get some, like, yeah, inner, some POV um, Gundam some, like, footage. Yeah, POV battle footage. 
Um, but I guess you don't need that when, um, you know, the show is completely animated and none of it exists, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have for that episode. I, um, I like that episode. I liked the, uh, guy that Uso ends up, not necessarily killing, but, uh, the guy that dies in front of Uso. Um, but at the same time, it's another situation where I'm like, just stop fighting each other. Yeah. Like, talking to each other. Just like, just stop. Out. Just, just, <laughs> just fucking, out. yeah. Just chill and have a beer, man. And he, like, the guy, fucking... you know, like, he was also annoying. He's like, yeah. Isn't this, this supposed to be the land that I colonized? That's supposed to be where That's my true. family ends up being. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Good point, good point, good point. Like, I, he kinda, deserved I, to die. I changed my mind. Fuck him. Fuck no, that I, guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for his family, but, like, he, he definitely deserved to die. Yeah. I feel bad for Uso having to see, like, him die in his arms yet again, another person dying in his arms, but, like, that's kind of a dick. But the the funeral scene at the end was pretty touching. I did, I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was a pretty yeah. touching scene. I will say that. It's was just crazy. Fun. It is interesting, like, the choice of like when Uso decides to be affected by somebody and then he like just mercs like so many other people like he's killing people right and left well like, it's just so indiscriminately in the beginning of it remember his whole thing he was like straight edge hardcore like he wouldn't like do yeah. any of that but then Dude, like but I'm telling you have you ever met a straight uh, straight edge hardcore person who then starts to use drugs or oh, yeah, they just go like balls they, to the they wall go, okay. they fucking <laughs> that's what Uso did we've seen yeah. it before we've seen it before yeah. okay okay <laughs> he doesn't know how to hold it in he just he broke the and now he's just yeah, uh, right and left. Yeah. I let's mean... uh let's let's keep on going. Let's get let's get to episode forty, uh, which is called Under the Super Aerial Attack. The reinforced junior and the white arc both return to the airfield at Lagarn Lagrain. Lag Lagrain. Lagrain to be outfitted with these big booty boosters, which allow them to return into space if need be. While at Lagrain, Uso finds the ch- children and the wife of the pilot from the previous episode, oh, who he yeah. fought and killed. An aerial attack begins, and a powerful cannon starts firing on them from above. Uso saves the family, and the White Ark ascends into the atmosphere to fight the mysterious new mobile suit. The Shrikatimu causes that mobile suit to retreat, and the League Militaire fleet heads back into space. Um, when this happened, obviously we know who it was now, but what was your guess as to the pilot of that mysterious mobile suit when it first appeared? Christian, who did you think it was? Ooh, uh, honestly, I did, I won't, I won't lie. I had no idea who it was. Um. No guesses? Because to me, I thought, I thought it could either be Katarina or Fuala. I think I was thinking Katarina if if it was going to be anybody. I did not. What do, you, what do you think, Alex? At uh, the time, I, I, I knew it was Fuala. Like, okay, Christian, you also thought she died when she got injected into space, right? Yeah, I was holding true to my belief that she was dead. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, no way, no way she. Died. I knew she didn't die, and I was like, <laughs> who the fuck could be? What's a new player on this scene? I was my first, like, it's her. It has to be her. Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I, I mean, I thought it could have been Katina because because she, she was getting so much play as like the new villain so i thought maybe that it could have been she's her, got a new mobile i was suit. not yeah yeah because she yeah she had been such in such constant rotation as the the villain at the end of the episode but 
I, I was happy to see Fuala back. I love Fuala. I love Fuala. Um, oh my gosh. And the new so energy I, she I was... comes back with, I also kind of love it too. She gave me some cyber new type vibes, yes. but like without that annoying like plot point of cyber new type, which was kind of yeah. cool because like that kind of got played out. Get it? Played out. Simon, moving forward, I'm not going to ask you specific questions because I do not know what you have and have not seen. Yeah, <laughs> so feel free to speak back, up. Wait, 51, 50, 49, 48 were good, but yeah, no, I'll uh, I'll I'll have uh, I'll have my witty banter. Um, I feel like I'm I can bullshit. But yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're good, we're good, we're good, we're good. I'll speak up, <laughs> Christian. Uh, let's go ahead and jump into forty-one. Episode let's keep this, forty-one. Keep let's get this train rolling. <laughs> Episode forty-one: the battlefield created by Father. Ooh, interesting title. Daddy, daddy, daddy. <laughs> oh, okay. Episode oh, forty-one: Michael, that, Daddy's battlefield. Daddy, I need to read another one of my notes, which was Daddy or Batty. Was <laughs> that the first time we saw him? And that, that's not just no note. That's a question. Daddy or Batty. On, on first on first impression, not like where we get to know him at, but when you first I, see him, I have a note about this. But let let's wait till Christian gets to the okay. synopsis. Okay. We, we can okay. discuss. We can discuss Daddy, Daddy Uso, Daddy Uso. So Uso and company fend off an attack from mysterious mobile suit. Oh my gosh, who could it be? Um, by none other than by none other than our beloved Fuala Griffin. Um, upon their ascent into space. Carlman is then conscripted uh, uh, to be used uh, as an enemy alert system because somehow he's able to detect uh, Fuala Griffin whenever she gets nearby. Um, they make their way to the spaceport uh, where uh, the League, League Mil the rest of the League military forces and the Federation fleet are stationed. Uh, the reinforced junior meets up with the, the Jin de Arc ship uh, and upon entering... Uso runs to his father, Jean Jehenaham, or how do you, how do you guys say his name? Uh, I did not. JG. JG. <laughs> Dad. JG. Uh, so let's call him JG from now on. He explains that he's been working to gain Federation support for the League military's efforts this whole time. Um, they have a brief but emotional reunion before he is called away to a meeting with General Jubilac. We learn that Fuala Griffin and Taslo are working together on a BESPA project to develop a new weapon, the Angel Halo, which will take uh, the centerpiece of, uh, will become the centerpiece of the rest of the show, essentially, uh, which is capable of utilizing Psychomo systems to take direct mental control of the enemy by altering brainwaves. The League military discuss their intelligence on the new weapon and prep for a fleet battle to prevent its development, utilizing Uso and the V2 armed with an experimental mega beam rifle. Um, so let's get right to it. Uh, daddy or baddie, or how, what was the question, Alex, again? D daddy or baddie? I have that, uh, Uso's dad is a DILF. Yeah. And I, said, <laughs> I said it's about time we get some hot dudes in the show. That's exactly I think, right. I, I, I think he's a double D, a definite DILF. Definitely mm. a DILF. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. 100 percent. Oh, he, he, he is bad. That was that was my first thought. That's why I had to ask the question. I'm glad we all agree on that one. But he's yeah, kind he's of a handsome motherfucker. He's the kind of dilf that like you sense a little bit of darkness, 
you know, there. Interesting. Like he's got an edge Oh, a triple D. Triple D. A dark, definite dill. <laughs> yes. I do. I do have another Definitely a dark dill. <laughs> I'm not shutting up. <laughs> can't shut me up. You see them. Um, I kind of. I was kind of getting the impression that he didn't have like he's kind of a blank slate, like kind of like dense, just like not. I don't know, like a serious intellectual guy that who doesn't have a whole, whole lot of personality. Exactly. Yeah, I'm gonna quote our certified lover man over here, and he was easy on the eyes and hard on the ears. Whoa. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> but I do want to mention, I remember towards the end of the episode when Uso is firing the cannon and the captain and uh, JJ are talking, or Jin J, whatever, whatever the fuck his name is, and he's talking like, oh, my son's so strong. And it's like, motherfucker, trauma, traumatization isn't strength. Like, Uso isn't strong. He's just been traumatized for the last, I don't know, how long does this show take like, in terms of yeah. actual time? Like, a couple months? Be- I'd say so. That'd be my like, guess. Yeah. Like, it was just nonstop trauma. So what you see as strength is just, he's 13. He's just doing what, <laughs> he's, he's just not doing with the trauma yeah. very well. Like, <laughs> Yeah, your child has become a child soldier because you failed as a father. Good job. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just abandoned him. Like, <laughs> what? They never really fully explain, like, what the fuck did... Uso's parents like do they just like peaced out they at some point? Out yeah, they just saw the two infants in inside of a cabin in the woods, and they're like, "Oh, this will be fine." <laughs> and they just yeah. left. Yeah, the general <laughs> general impression I got is that they were both like super involved with whatever league military was or is, and so when the war broke out, they're like, "Okay, we gotta go do our thing." Too bad we have to leave our child behind. Um, and I got the kind of impression they were excited to like. They cared more about fighting in the war. They cared yeah. about raising their son. I think Uso even says that a couple times. I think so. That his mom was obsessed with war, essentially. Hate to see it. Hate to see Hate it. Hate to see it. Um, yeah, I, I only the only notes I have is I was happy to see Fuwala back officially. Uh, Haro is giving me some real R two D two vibes now. He's like involved in the battle and yeah, like, isn't he like hanging out in the in the cockpit now? Yeah, he's, like, yeah. always chilling and, like, I don't know. Like, he does shit, dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, like, but he's always, like, look out, look look out. It's just, like, I wow! see it, man. I got 360 monitors. I got it. Uh, last note I have is the name, the White Arc, kind of just makes me nervous. It's like a white base. I'm not super fond of that name as well. I just, the White Arc just reminds me of some shit people in Mississippi are talking about. Right, uh, not to throw Mississippi uh, under the bus, but yeah. I just feel like it's—I feel like it's just a dangerous name, the White Ark. If you don't want to throw Mississippi under the bus, I will gladly throw Mississippi <laughs> under the bus. You can put that hate on me. I think they could just call it there. the Ark, and it would still be just as badass. I love—I love the Ark for what it is and what it does. It's a cool the name, ship. however, yeah, yeah, is definitely questionable. Uh, I do. I still just need to reiterate how much I love that in the subtitles they call the Gundam the White Bastard. The White Bastard. Yeah. It, it just makes some. It makes there some really funny screenshots. A few screenshots. Some of those. <laughs> without context, it's just so funny. <laughs> but uh, let, let's let's keep going. Let's jump into forty two, which is called Fresh Blood Swirls in the Light. Oh yeah. Um, which is a great name for like a metal song. Um. Wow, most of this episode happens during another battle between Bespa forces and the League Militaire. 
Um, however, the storytelling is about Lupe, the Bespa pilot who had previously captured Uso and done that really uncomfortable bath torture scene that we all hated. Uh, Lupe is negotiating the desire for love from men and her desire to be a mother. Um, at least that's what I kind of interpreted it, interpreted it as. Um, she takes this stress into battle and against Uso, who disables her suit. Uh, she flies back to her ship and allows her suit to explode while clinging onto Pippin's, Pippin's mobile armor, killing them both. Oh, Can anyone yeah. explain? Does like does anyone want to talk? Do we want to talk about Lupe at all, or do we just want to? My like, my note was anime boobies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and what the fuck, which I don't remember why, but what the fuck. But now that you explained the rest of the episode, I don't remember why, but what the fuck. She's, I don't know, this whole this whole story arc just, it, I don't know, it doesn't really fit well into the context of our world now. Um, it fit well in the context of the world of Gundam as well. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. I, I just, That's her kinda... character just didn't really serve any purpose outside of some sort of like comedic well i was thing. i was talking to somebody about like how i was like i was like they're like do you watch anime and i was like yeah i watch anime and they're like oh and they like gave me like a really kind of uh like negative response to that and i'm like oh what was that all about they're like oh like i feel like anime sometimes is just like made to like fulfill this like fantasy for like you know all the and like you know and there's plenty of anime out there that's like like I think like objectively perverse, but I was like, no, 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 no. Gundam is like nothing like that at all. It's like its <laughs> yeah. own thing. But then whenever there's characters like this <laughs> pop up, I'm like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're no, like, hey, no, no, no. Gundam, Gundam is not like that at all. It's all about just like ch- children who are like no, it's soldiers. like war crimes. Like you know, just, like yeah. you know, like <laughs> World War Two. It's about like the in, fallout in... of that in Japan. It's like it's cool. It's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you ever seen a child kill like hundreds of adults it's yeah and then like that. the mom dies but like no no it's a clean cut on the neck don't worry it's cool like <laughs> she didn't feel any pain also she's a cartoon <laughs> <laughs> look at my toys <laughs> yeah i mean simon you're not wrong it's a hard thing to negotiate as an anime fan um i, I don't know really i i have no insight into any of that stuff but i mean sometimes this person was open to watching an episode of Gundam, which, like, I chose an episode that was just kind of, like, one, like, uh, kind of part of that loop that we've been talking about of people mm. getting stolen, and they're like, oh, this is just, like, Power Rangers, actually. And I'm like, yep, whole show's <laughs> like this, but... <laughs> I'm gonna pose a different view on anime, is Embrace the Echi. Echi is good. Embrace lewd... it, okay. Even better, Christian. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength on this. I think most of the issue was like it's like all these like white dudes in like America just like salivating over this like uh you know idealized like. I mean, it can be cringy. I mean, like I'm watching Demon Slayer right now, and there's definitely cringy, like child like characters who are sexualized, and it's cringy and. I don't really know have any cultural like idea of what how to like negotiate that and talk about it in right. any sort of meaningful way. But yeah. I do personally cringe. I, I find it a little bit hard to watch and I, I don't 
know if it's good or bad or what i still like the show and i still like watching anime but that's like okay because you are like you're like i like you have that thought you have the thought that it's like huh this is kind of bizarre like i think a lot of people might not have that thought and like i think that that, but um no i also think like the vast majority of it is like completely just like a, a result of a big team's hard work of like creating a cartoon so like it should be viewed yeah. as you, mostly like that i think but and you can't criticize an anime for having like weird sexualization of like younger people when hollywood exists yeah and like when yeah. stu- and when there have been two different versions of lolita have been produced and made into hollywood films and a musical of lolita almost got produced in the 70s like the Western yeah. audience gets no excuse to be like, oh, anime has like young girls who are sexual. I was like, yeah, look at any American, like any Western commercial. We sexualize, we like media sexualizes kids all the time. I can go on a long conversation. Euphoria. I'm not going to do that right now. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, that's a really good point, Alex. And yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to fall into a trap of like what aboutism with. Yeah, it's not. It's, yeah, we don't, need to, get, we don't right, need to get very deep but, into this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story it is, is like, Gundam is okay pretty good about it. <laughs> any form of media, and that's just the end of that of that of that yeah. thought is. Episode forty three: The Battlefield Comet Fuala. The League military finds Bespa defense defenses far stronger than anticipated, taking them two attempts to finally break through Pipinidan's lines. Now they must face the combined forces of Motorad Squadron survivors, Tassilo's fleet, along with Materma Sugan's fleet. Uh, do we ever find out who Materma Sugan is? Anyways, just a so. just a just a thought to leave out there for you guys. I'm going to continue with my. Hey, wait, here. Christian, have, do you know who Materna Sugan is? I know that they're probably dead. Wait, do you know? Do you know? Have you heard of Materna Sugan? Yes or no? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> you it, haven't heard it. Wait, you haven't heard of who? The Materna Sugan, like who? Sugan is... on my nuts. Oh, I fell. <laughs> <sighs> that was hard to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you did that, though. I'm so sorry, Christian. I respect you so much. Okay, like just as a person, that meant nothing. Well, now uh, Simon got got last episode. Christian got got this episode. So every, everybody's on notice. That was my fault. I, you know what? I'll take responsibility. I should not have gotten got. That is completely my fault. Uh, Fuala Griffin and Kill. Um, that's the name of a character. Head out to in the Zanuck <laughs> to harass the League military forces. We learned that Tassilo had devised Fuala's ex- exile in space as a ploy to drive out uh, Kagatia and Chronicle from positions of power. Fuala uses Lieutenant Kill as a way to take Uso by surprise. He's almost successful in defeating Uso, but a Federation squadron comes in just in time for him to regain his composure. Um, so. Uso uh, uses this really cool plan to use a bunch of uh, boots to overwhelm Fuala and successfully take her off the battlefield. And I did, I did really like uh, Tassilo's uh, little subplot here, where we're introducing some, uh, I guess, inner conflict within the Bespa forces. We're finally getting to know a little bit more about Bespa and the different you know, uh, fleets that make them up and the different leaders that have different goals. I wish we had gotten to that earlier in, in the series, but we're just now getting around to it. So this is kind of one of the, those little bright spots. 
where it kind of drew me in a little bit more and I became a little bit more interested in what was going on. But but yeah, any any notes that you guys are from this uh from this episode? Yeah, Farlow fucking shoots that dude in the face. That's my only note as well. <laughs> what? what the fuck? Kill? Why did was she that the... do that yeah. to him? Oh, because he didn't fire the beam big enough to kill Uso, so she says, get the fuck out of my way, shoots him well, in the head. <laughs> yeah, I think she was just like, I don't need your smelly ass in my cockpit anymore. I'm going to fucking murk you, shoot you in the face, and we'll just move on. It was crazy. Yeah, that was that, and the using boots as combat were my only two notes. That always makes me think of uh, the end of Austin Powers, uh, whenever he's like, who throws a shoe? <laughs> but it's just a bunch of boots, I don't know. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit ever. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Like that, like it's the video of like that dude throwing a shoe at George Bush, but it's just like a mobile suit boot. Only <laughs> that dude had thrown a mobile suit boot at George Bush. <laughs> World would be a much better place. That's crazy. Anyway, anything else for that one? No, y'all. All right, let's let's do one more, and then we'll take a break. Um. This one, uh, episode 44, is called Love is at the End of the Light. I don't even want to talk about this episode. It was so annoying. Basically, the White Ark gets deliberately captured and taken to the Angel Halo thing. They meet a Bespa guy and girl. The dude is in love with the girl or some shit like that. Shakti's annoying again, and she decides decides that she's going to leave and go back to her mom without telling anyone. Um, I don't actually give a shit about the specifics of this episode, but it leads to the death of that couple, and then Shakti is taken by Fuwala. I just couldn't be bothered by this. This episode honestly wasn't even that bad, but just that <laughs> at the end when Shakti decides to go back again, again, for like the fifth time to like go to the other side and do the shit with her mom. I just couldn't, I don't know. I don't know about you all, but I, I had a hard time watching this episode and kind of I think I even just stopped watching for the night after that one. Did you all have any thoughts on this episode? I I actually, it's interesting. I had the thoughts that this was, if the hot potato plot device had been used uh, 99% less, and this was the hot potato <laughs> moment, I think that would have been a yeah. great hot potato moment where they kind of use some mm. subterfuge and espionage to infiltrate or whatever. But since it's now the the 80th time we've uh, we've used the hot potato plot device, yeah, I definitely get where you're coming from. Well, it's not even just like the infiltration plot is fine. Like if you're going to infiltrate again for the fifth time, that like that's part of war, I guess, or something. Like I can be convinced of that. But this, it was then after they had left, like they were just in the enemy area at like the Angel Halo. Then they leave, and, and then Shakti's like, "Oh, now I'm going to go back." Yeah. It's like you were just you were there. just there. You could have just stayed there. And then, and then she decides that, like on her own volition, a child, she's gonna release this like soldier inside of the ship because, like, she has this idea that she's the princess, so that she's gonna be listened to. But I don't know. I found the whole thing kind of frustrating. But I don't know. That's just me. Alex, did you have any thoughts on this one? I'm gonna be real. The the, the next four episodes episodes I did not watch. Oh, oh perfect. <laughs> well, yeah, you did I really, really, had a really hard time watching this episode and... too. <laughs> yeah, I I think this is specifically this episode is why I said you could skip them is because from this point on until 
episode 48 i feel like it is that kind of just yo-yoing back and forth between like somebody's taken somebody's missing somebody's gone to the other side it's like shakti and shakti's mom just constantly being moved about as like piece of sonic chessboard and to be honest it's the it's the worst part about the show which otherwise is pretty decent yeah but i i just like i remember just being absolutely i mean obviously from my notes i was just like i i just don't I even want to deal with this shit. talk about this plot anymore so <laughs> with all of that happy uh you know stuff let's let's take a little break we're gonna come back we're gonna get into what you really came here for men's health and then We'll finish up talking about Victory Gundam, and then we have a little surprise at the end of the episode. So stick with us, and we will be right back. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Welcome back to the show. Hope you enjoyed that little little break, that little respite. Little respite. Is that how you say it? Respite. 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 respite? I've heard it respite. I respite. I've am I, never am I heard fucking respite. dumb? No. I mean, we all just oh say respite all the time. So yes. <laughs> I think you say like respite. Take take into consideration. I do only have some college, so I am the stupidest of the four. Oh my god, we never <laughs> let you forget it. Yes, I got more. I'm almost the same boat as Michael, but more college than Michael. It's so bad. It's just like, yeah, it's on the table. Like we can just call Michael stupid. <laughs> That's not and funny. At least we went to college. Yeah, I. There we is all, nothing. We worse all went than to college. Then uh, when you're doing a job application and it's like there is no some college option, it's just high school diploma, college diploma. And I have to click on that fucking high school Do bullshit. You, <laughs> I, I, honest, I honestly put college. I, I just I do not get a check for the type of job I'm applying for. I know that for a fact. I put I graduated college. Yeah, I think with my resume, it's kind of vague, I feel like. I feel like unless you really dig into the dates that I put, you feel like... <laughs> Yeah, this, he clearly got a degree. Uh, <laughs> question is, when you have the option for associate's degree, Michael, do you put associate's degree, even if you didn't actually earn one? Because I do every time. I'm like, I went to school for two years. <laughs> that's an associate's yeah, degree. That's an associate's like, degree. You don't need to know anything more than that. I mean, yeah, technically, I've, I have enough credits probably for associate's degree, but yeah. uh, didn't didn't string them together in the right way. So I, I don't say it, but at the same time, I'm not applying to jobs that frequently. So maybe I'll move forward with that and see if that works. But as you all know, episode four of this season with the four hosts, and we're diving into what everyone really cares about, which is men's health. Let's 
Christian, Christian, it it is your turn. Your name has been called upon. What do you have for us as far as a men's health topic? Um, you know what, guys, we may not think about this, but we also yeah. have hormonal cycles. What? What? Crazy. Is this true? You here first. It's true. It's true. I'm not bullshitting y'all. Um, yeah, as us guys, we have uh, our own time of the month. What? Um, some men may experience similar symptoms to women when they go through hormonal imbalances. <laughs> Many of them similar to the female menstrual cycle, including tiredness, cramps, increased sensitivity, and cravings, <laughs> according to one study. And uh, 26% of these men uh, experience man periods. But if you ever, like, you know, uh, feel like there's certain times of the month where you just feel a little bit extra crabby or a little, you know... Just off balance, could be that your hormonal balances are a little bit, sh- you are shifting at that time of the month or whatever. So, just to let you know that. Uh, That's interesting. Guys, go do that too. Do you, all, do you all ever feel like, I mean, I think, I think personally, I'm a pretty particular person. I, I'm pretty high strung. I have a lot of anxiety. So, I've, I'm like crabby most of the time and <laughs> can get pretty frustrated pretty quickly. So, I, I don't know. Like, I do feel like there are times where I'm like for days on end where I'm just like quick to jump down people's throats. So maybe, maybe that's why, but I've never really thought about that. Before, My, okay. Sure. So like none of us experience like periods or um like, like a, how you would like conventionally like see, see that. So I feel like I'm like trying to, okay, this is the only thing that this makes me think of. Like imagine like, a person in a bar like loudly exclaiming to someone that does experience a period like yo like that sucks once a month but like i'm right there with you like i get it like uh, that time of the month am i right like you would get hit in the head with a hammer i think yeah i like like my i had a partner who had like when they did have periods it was like really they had like really really bad cramps and they like Maybe maybe there are other male like people are born as males who experience that like cramping and stuff. But I can't imagine it's anywhere like near. No, a no. Level. I think I would I would kind yeah. of leave that part of the factoid out, or at least take it with a grain yeah. of salt. I think it's yeah. more of more than likely most men have some sort of hormonal imbalance during a time of the month to where they're not necessarily mm-hmm. experiencing the physical symptoms of like getting cramps or anything like that. But I think. I feel I've experienced this personally. Like, just there might be a certain times of the month or like every two months or so where I'll just like have a week or two of just feeling like, like I got a short fuse or like I'm yeah. a little bit crabby, like for no good reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel like, yeah, periodically, like, you know, beyond just life shit that happens, yeah, it might feel a little bit more irritable than normal. I think, yeah, I think, uh, oh, men, certainly. Men go through those, these, these hormonal shifts. And we don't think about it because, of course, gender. I feel like I have so much other shit to that. To like, like whenever that happens to me, like I have like like a ten different like fallbacks of like this is why that is happening. You know, it's just like, oh, I forgot to like take my medication, or like work's been stressful, or like I've been eating like shit and all this stuff. But now I have eleven fallbacks that I have, (laughs) so I'm good to go. 
Yeah. We, we got to be careful here. We don't want to be. This is getting close to stolen Valor territory. It no, absolutely no, no, no. Yeah, is. Like, like, you can't, like, you can't compare to say that you have a hormonal balance one time a month because that very clearly means, like, that is, like, should not be. Don't use it as an to... excuse to act shitty towards other people. Don't yeah. uh, use it as an excuse to say you and empathize with women's uh, pain yeah. through their menstrual cycle. But. To keep in mind that you have uh, hormonal shifts too. And, Use yeah. this as an opportunity to talk to someone who experiences a period, like someone with a vagina. Talk to them about their, like, you know, maybe open up a dialogue with saying, like, that, like, I would like to hear more about that. Because then I feel like you'd forget about this period very, very quickly that you experience. Um but yeah, it's important to talk about that. Like, yeah, I was not taught anything about menstrual cycles with people with vaginas until like i think like honestly like college because i grew up which in is Utah, crazy yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah. They don't fuck with that but don't fuck with that sex education i don't want to hog the men's health discussion alex you had something uh, i mean not only men's health i had a uh Kind of similar to the vein of Michael Smith's question of do you masturbate in socks? Uh, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Let's my go question there. Let's is, go there. It all comes yeah. back. It all comes back. It all comes back. We're all mature yeah. adults. We can all, like, everyone watches porn. It's a thing. But, like, this is the question for you three. Do you okay. do you read Dojins or watch hentai? Like, it's, it's a, I okay. listen to a lot. No, 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 no. I've listened to a lot of trash takes. So, uh, if you know that podcast. You understand why I'm, this is on my mind. I mean, we can ask my other friends this, but like, I'm, like, have you breached beyond just people having sex and watching porn, or do you watch porn to begin with? Is a uh, like, I think, like, discuss it. I'm comfortable enough to to talk about this. Um, so my whole thought on hentai or what, what was the other word? You uh, used? Uh, uh, manga. Yeah, okay, I'm not. I'm not. Okay, is that, is that just manga? Okay. I just feel like uh, sexually, I have by the time that was introduced to me, or by the time I was like like right now, like I'm more into yeah. anime and, and, and more to this. I've already kind of moved past my sexual development phase of like I, I'm not really finding that I'm into new things. Oh now. yeah, and this has been something for a while. Um, so like for me, my whole basis of sexuality of what I'm into, it's it's pretty much been developed. Um, at this point, and I, I haven't really been searching out anything else. I'm in a committed relationship of almost 10 years. Um, so I'm not really finding that my search history or search terms or categories are changing much. Um, and that, that kind of tells you enough about uh, both of those questions you asked. Do you like, but... do you like, resent, do you like, do you like wish it was another way? Or is that like for you, like as a person, like you're down, da- you're down with that? I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. like anti, um, anti that at all yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. like I, I would never judge anyone if they're into it i mean i definitely um have seen sexualized pictures of characters or like drawings or something <laughs> like that's attractive <laughs> um, but it's just like uh as far as like and i do uh i have seen especially like our gundam twitter we get linked a bunch of shit like suggested to us for some reason and i think i'm the only one on our on our twitter i don't even we don't even use our our twitter for the podcast yeah but i'll definitely I mean like that stuff comes up okay <laughs> we use it to we use it to lurk nsfw accounts yeah. <laughs> i won't lie i watched, just like... I watched uh the the hentai and the, i love dojin 
I don't, I don't know why. It's always had a okay. I've always had a soft spot for Dojin for whatever reason. Is it like what a book it? or is it like a? Yes, it's just yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's comic. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a magazine though, like a like a Playboy or something. No, like it's that. it's like it usually the one shots or sometimes they can be like multiple chapters. The arguably better ones than multiple chapters. I'll just say I kind of like Michael. You said you kind of then establish and like what your mm-hmm. like sexual likes are. I yeah. definitely had like a new change in that, and I realized that mm-hmm. like I don't really like like animated porn it's just i've tried watching it and like eh, like i used to yeah. be like oh stupid i was like let me give it a shot i don't like it but i've come to realize i really like to read like content so like either it's like like adult stories or short stories or like notions or just let me about reading I mean, it that, for me is i think it's the, that makes sense being able yeah. to like imagine it in my head yeah totally because then you kind of have control over feeling like... But it is, yeah. yeah. You know, there's like, like I mean, a rising industry of like audio pornography that's like, 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 kind of I think influenced by like apps like Calm and like Headspace and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are like based like a subscription service for like, um, like you know, and because like audio can be very emotional. Like Calm, at least for me, like I I really like all of their like sleep stories and shit because like it like it is genuinely helpful and like I mean. For like sex stuff like i feel like audio is a big part of that for a lot of people so it's interesting to see like other mediums of it popping up and the not ears just, like... an erogenous zone baby let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that um i think alex like I, I feel like i could easily find something story-based i think like i could definitely watch something animated or read something like manga based or something like that like goes into like a more of a hard r like takes like that that harder edge and i feel like i would enjoy it it's just like nothing that i've watched that like i enjoy story-wise has gone that far so it's all i mean because like i mean i watch movies all the time like i just watched i went to the movie theater and saw drive my car which is very erotic movie and i mean it's like a great movie with a lot of eroticism and I really enjoyed it and I feel like I could do that with animated things as well, but it just like, I've never been really been exposed to it. So. Yeah. I think for me, you know what, you know what I uh, went to this past weekend? I went to a hump, the porn film festival that goes around um, the country. And that was really, is it, is this like the one where people make their own stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought I were talking about this. Yeah, we we should go next year. It was like it was is really it in Portland. Yeah, yeah. It was well. It, it's like it's a rotating. It like goes yeah. place to place to place, and I think like different people um in the industry like host it. Like the person that hosted it here was like a sex columnist from Seattle, I think. Oh, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but like it kind of made me realize like I think like the I like I like porn as like a storytelling like thing. I don't know because like movies for me are just like ways to elicit emotions in myself. You know, like when I watch like you know an action movie, I like it's like fun to like feel your heart pumping over this thing that doesn't exist. You know, and like watching the and like I mean like horniness is just another emotion. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like it's interesting to like toy with that emotion in like interesting ways and like sometimes you want to like toy with it in like a very just like vanilla bread way right and you'd watch like very conventional porn or like set like i don't know if you want to like all of these movies like kind of like toyed with it in like different ways that were like i mean i think genuine like generally you feel pretty good when you're horny and like these movies definitely like celebrated that more they don't want to like 
you know yeah, make it feel, feel bad dark. or anything because yeah. i think that yeah, that's that's kind of like i i don't think i would like watching that if like it, it like paired it with like feeling bad about yourself or something yeah, yeah. but shame anyways um shame. all of that to say uh i would probably i would probably be interested in it but also it's like the type of thing where like i don't know well i know exactly where to fucking get it in portland actually so i <laughs> i know um uh tbd on this maybe we'll circle back next season <laughs> but, the men's um, help. yeah but shout out to hump for um that was like it, it was really it was really cool um it was like uh interesting to see um how like high quality just like individuals can make films yeah but, anything that can help like normalize sex work is super cool because it's like it's existed since civilization has existed yeah, yeah. like porn that's just a fact of being a human and to see it like celebrated like this on like such a big scale with like like it, it like felt like i was at a sundance film festival you know it was cool but anyways um yeah well i think uh, we can end this, we, we, we can end this segment by saying uh whatever you're into as long as it doesn't harm any other people yes. it's fine and or uh if you, if you the find socks yeah, well, if that's what you're doing, just make sure you clean them before yeah. you put your feet in, for the love of God. <laughs> Don't say shit like that, Michael. <laughs> um, but yeah, whatever, you know, just don't don't feel ashamed. And uh, the the four of us, you know, we're uh, we're open to you know whatever you're into. We all just we to, all view that in a very different way, people. probably. And we're all still yeah. the best friends in the whole world. And so, if someone yeah. is trying yeah. to forcibly wash you in a bathtub. Just say no. That was funny, yeah. Christian. Or let's say, if someone's trying to force me to wash you in a bathtub, you're allowed to do more than just say no. If you're yeah. like, do whatever you have or to do. Or get into that. Like, yeah, do what it you gotta do. I don't know. If you gotta bite a boob, bite, bite a boob. boob. Yeah, it comes out bite to whatever. It. Yeah. Those, like, wristbands that are like, I love boobies, it's like, I love biting boobies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Enough. let's end the last ever. We're never doing this again. We're never going to do Men's Health oh, Week Month ever again. Okay. This is it. It's been it's... tackled. We've talked yeah. about every Men's Health thing. Is it? We'll just end that by saying that we, as a podcast, do not believe in the gender binary. This is kind of a bit, uh, yeah. but also uh, it was kind of just a fun way to talk about some lewd shit uh, that we all find kind of funny. Yeah. And, uh, breach some side checks that are hard to talk about. So uh, moving forward, uh, we won't really be talking about Men's Health, but maybe we'll find something else fucked up to talk about each season so, yeah and uh, having after having, oh, having listened to all this men's health you should have come out a better person afterwards <laughs> a healthier person no matter what your gender is <laughs> you've now learned more about men's health Uh, all that being said, let's just let's just finish this season off and let's jump into episode forty-five. Christian, I think this one's yours. It is mine. Uso dances with illusions. Okay. So the preparations for the Angel Halo have been completed with all the psychickers in place. And if you're wondering what a psychicker is, psychicker <laughs> is a person from any walk of life. It appears um, who is placed in a tube <laughs> within the rings. <laughs> Of this giant space halo. 
your mom's a psychic. Oh, your dude. dad's Dad, a psychic. Your, your, gr- your grandma. I dated the sidekicker one time. <laughs> I, 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 never again. So they're just normal people. Like <laughs> Scott in my no. head. They have, they have the to produce brainwaves. I think is the only thing, right? Yes, they yeah. K- K- like. Are they like Kid shitty Cuddy's new types? a sidekicker? Kanye's like... a sidekicker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the one thing I've been. Like, I was generally confused about, and I feel like maybe I should have watched that episode to figure out what. Former like... President George H. W. Bush is a sidekicker. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, no. Former President George H. W. Bush is actually a corpse. Oh. <laughs> oh. Also, so are a lot of the psychicers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, just wait. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> um, so yeah. Queen Maria initiates the angel Halo's capabilities, inserting peaceful memories and illusions into the minds of the enemy. Uh, so yeah, essentially these psychicers are all placed in these little pods within the rings of this giant space halo, and they... Um, they emit these brain waves out to the universe and they're supposed to like fuck with people's heads. And so Uso's in the middle of battle and he's getting these illusions, uh, these peaceful illusions kind of getting projected into his, into his brain. Um, and somehow he's able to still, uh, absolutely merc people. Um, enemy, uh, <laughs> Bespa squadron takes advantage of the halo's effects. Uso struggles to tell the difference between reality and hallucinations while fighting for his life. Odello brings Uso back to his senses, and uh, they're able to win the day, essentially. So, um, the V2, again, brings out its wings of death to uh, fuck some shit up. And this this episode was kind of irritating because it was another one of those like uh, retrospective episodes or you so could maybe flashbacks. Maybe you could kind of tell the studio is um, experiencing some difficulties during this period because they're having to uh, cut in a lot of old footage into this episode to either pivot to new plans or just something you can tell is just not going very smoothly behind the scenes here. Um, but yeah, I think it's yeah. it's kind of interesting. Like the Angel Halo itself, I think. There was a lot of buildup to this weapon and it, like what it could do, and they're like being so scared of it. And then, like at first, it's kind of underwhelming. It's like, oh, it's like kind of confusing people, but not really. Like this doesn't really seem all that impressive. But I mean, you get to see its effects a little bit more later on. Yeah, but like also, what does it do? Like they never fully explain. Like it, it sends out it, like emits. I read a whole, Something. like, wiki article on it because I was confused about it, too. And this was also, like, it was present in the episodes where I, like, started watching again. And I was like, oh, I should yeah. know what this is. But I feel like I... It... If, yeah, if you thought that it fully explained it previously, yeah. it doesn't quite, so, in my opinion. someone saying it can make people into infants. And I was yeah. just like... No, that's that kind of thrown out there. It does? Well, no, <laughs> you know? no, it turns people, it, like, degrades their, like, brains to the point in which they're, like unable to think anymore i think or something like that you know like turning oh. someone into like you know they're, they're like unresponsive and then they also something with like cell degradation or some shit like that yeah, yeah. like that's brought up again at the end yeah so like like not fully explained I, I think like what it is is it makes you like have it like modifies your brain maybe a little i'm not really sure how like radiation therapy works and stuff but i know that that's like fucking with your cells a little bit so maybe it was influenced by like um 
that sort of thing where they like it's like you know it, it could have a really positive effect or in their case it could have a really like effective effect but like the the, the um side product is uh just growing cells at a rapid rate or like you know overwhelming your brain you know it's funny like that, that alex mentioned george or was it you michael someone mentioned george hw bush as a psychicer but it's and we talked about <laughs> it before in the show but during his administration, they were funding research into psychic applications of uh, for the military. So literally Whoa. trying to train men to kill goats with their minds, essentially. Uh, which I think is interesting that, like, this show is, is coming out in the early 90s. But I think it's still, um, you know, I feel like the Gundam comes from a time where very much that could have been theoretically um a thing right scientifically wasn't george hw bush president when this show came out yeah that's why he's a psychic girl. yeah, yeah. Think there's a non-zero yeah. chance that so, george hw bush watched an episode of victory gundam there's also a non-zero percent chance that psychics actually exist oh shit like, the government's researching the gundam show all the way in japan is referencing this that's a good point actually would, would have bill clinton been president at this point did bill clinton serve two terms yes he, he did. did yes did he serve before he served it was he served after h and h only served one term yeah so no 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 uh, clinton i think i'm pretty sure clinton was president when i was born it was H. Bush, no, Reagan, Bush, <laughs> Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't know what the. Uh, Our U.S. history podcast. Clinton would, yeah. got, Clinton would have got elected in 1994. No, 1992 if he had served eight years. So, no, Clinton was the president when this came out because it came out in 93. Hey, 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 Monica, give me that new VHS of Victory Gundam. <laughs> I did not watch Victory Gundam. <laughs> I took an inhale. I, I did smoke, but I did not inhale. I am not Obama a cyber anime at all. <laughs> I'm not a new type. Then our youngest president in like the age of anime was like a thing thing. Hmm. What's your question? Do you think we'll ever elect a, elect a weeb president? Yes, absolutely. This we is what we need. Within this next two generations president. or so. Absolutely, yeah. Like, Legalize anime. <laughs> you give me thirteen. I don't know how old you got me to be president. Forty, forty-two. Mm-hmm. I got oh twelve years to share my life. So I'm the first to be president. Like it's going to happen. We need a gamer president. We need a gamer weeb president. <laughs> Just start community organizing and go from yeah, there. Like Obama. Obama was cool because he liked sports. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, a person that like shoots a basketball. Whoa. That's so what? Cool. He's just like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh let's keep on going. Let's jump into 46. 46. Tass- Tassilo's Revolt. Oh, oh god, this is Tassilo's revolt. All right, sorry. Um, <laughs> just everything's getting very confusing, um, and I'm gonna say this in as few words as possible. Tassilo, a man who we've seen but never really said his name, allows Shakti to go back to Chronicle's ship. Uh, meanwhile, he takes his ship 
to the angel Halo. Shakti wants to be reunited with her mom, of course, and pulls a gun on Chronicle, shooting him in the shoulder. Wait, she shoots him? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Shakti oh, fucking Shakti's shoot- fucking awesome. Like. <laughs> Shakti fucking shoots Chronicle with a Fuck gun. Yeah. Even, with even a real Uso gun. didn't shoot anyone with a real gun. I, I, I know. But she also did, like, she was, like, very apologetic afterwards and was like, I like, didn't think it was actually going to hate you. How's your shoulder feel now? Yeah. <laughs> um, at the Angel Halo, Tassilo takes the queen hostage and removes her from the Angel Halo, claiming that he will give her the power back and that the Angel Halo will make all humankind infants. In the background of this whole episode, there's a big old battle going on, and the Gundam gets some more upgrades. My one question I have for this is null and void, because my question was for Alex, and it was just, Alex, are you tracking this story at all? And uh, my answer to this is no, because Alex didn't even watch this. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's just move on to 47. This is a nothing episode. More hot potato. And uh, nothing really to say. More hot potato. And this is kind of where we learned the the insidious effects of the angel halo and that some of the people like Kagatia have been kind of lying to Maria this whole time. It's like, oh, yeah, no, this halo is going to spread peace and, you know, it's going to yeah. do all this great stuff when really it's actually it's it's a weapon. Um, my guy, my guy has one eye and a mustache is it, wait, does he have a mustache? Yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah. And a bald head, and he just looks evil as fuck. Yeah. You're talking about trusting uh, him. <laughs> the guy who right. starts with a K, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not even going to... Christian pronounced it, so... Uh, oh, dude, yeah, that dude it. is... Why did <laughs> that guy's anyone, so evil. Why did anyone ever trust him? Like, Yeah. Biggest mistake. But anyways, yeah. Buster Gundam, fucking awesome. This Buster big old Gundam. mega beam cannon on his shoulder. Fucking sick, dude. Oh, uh, Maria, Queen Maria's middle name is Ponia. Just want everyone to know that. That's okay. Maria Ponia Armonia. <laughs> Whoa. The queen. That's a, oh. God damn it. That's a terrible name. <laughs> Bespa. That's, a, that's an anime name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Episode 47 The Women's Battlefield. Okay. We talk about, about time. We talk about men's health. <laughs> We're going to talk about. <laughs> Women's battlefield. The women's battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad you, I'm glad that sentence ended with battlefield and not health. We are woefully unequipped to have yeah, that next season. season. <laughs> that we said that we're tackling it. Yeah, next season. We're the, what everybody's everyone waiting for. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. gonna be. Uh, my computer broke for an entire season. This is on you three. <laughs> it appears that the angel halos had devastating effects on everyone on Earth, making them unconscious or regress into infantile states. Jinin, uh, Uso's father, discusses the looming threat of the Angel Halo and its march towards Earth. The closer it gets, the more dis- devastating its effects will be. Chronicle has handed Shakti over to Kagatia's care, for whatever reason, we just discussed why you should never trust this motherfucker, who proceeds to groom her for his own <laughs> weaponization of the, the Angel Halo. Uso psychically connects with Maria. She informs him that the Angel Halo uh, is doing incredible damage and that Shakti's in the Halo along with Chronicle. Meanwhile, Uso fights for his life, barely fending off Fuala's attacks. Marbet, in the nick of time, is able to save Uso's life. Uh, Fuala is taken back, taken aback by the life within Marbet and is killed by Uso. 
Uso heads out to rescue uh, Queen Maria in his effort to get Shakti back, and Maria's psychic calls to the League Militaire. Uh, however, don't go unnoticed. It dawns on Tassilo to silence her and make her stop sending out those messages. However, she kind of keeps doing it anyways. Um, yeah, no, it just, it to me, it kind of struck me in this episode how, like, the psychicers, they looked like they were, like, literally people of all walks of life. There were children, there were old people, there were, like, all kinds of regular-looking people within these tubes um, that were providing psychic energy for the angel halo's effects, which could have, like, almost sinister implications here. Like, are all these people being conscripted into this? Are they cult followers of Maria, Maria and just offering their minds and bodies to this? Is it addressed where they thing? come from? No, I don't think so at all. That was, that was going to be my question. Like, yeah, are <laughs> they volunteers getting on the boat or are they forced onto the boat? Because if they're volunteering to get on a spaceship, it just furthers my point that I don't trust old white people in boats. Like, <laughs> like, but, it, like but if they were kidnapped, then that's one thing. But like, like, I don't know if this establishes my general fear of boats or not. And I'm going to see spaceships as boats. What's your headcanon on this? Star Boats. My headcanon is that Queen Maria used her... Um, prayer powers. Psych- psychic prayer powers. People loved her. They were eating out of the palm yeah, of goddamn hand yeah, back yeah. on side two. They're probably like, yeah, I'll get in a pod. I don't give a shit. Yeah. What is this? What is this fucking... Love is ass- blind? I love a pod. <laughs> I kind of assumed it was the... There you go, Michael. ...the government and tricking people into pods. <laughs> like, this is going to help you. But then next thing they know, they're being... Injected uh, into space. Is can I uh, say something real quick? Yeah, for sure, my guy. Do it. Uh, is this is this is this a thing? Is this good? Right. Uh, I got your picture. I'm coming with you, Queen Maria. Count me in. I'm not gonna give you any <laughs> shit because in the next episode, I have a note that involved the song lyric as well. What, is, what song so, is that? What song is that? That's Dio Maria by uh, fuck what's that emo band? Is it all time low or oh, all time low? Yes, I think it was the emo before yeah. you listen yeah. to emo. I'm so I'm like, such a fake fuck when it comes to that stuff. I feel so bad. Like I like I just started listening to Panic at the Disco. Like, well, also you're like a, a good chunk younger than us, so like our emo and your emo, yeah, like, two different, different types of emo. Yeah, it's no. okay. It's I'm okay. And I, you're on Simon. You're on the right side of history. Yeah, I think so I mean, too. Like, That's I what I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I like Twitter emo. I don't know, like, whatever the fuck, like, <laughs> Brendan Yuri is or whatever. <laughs> like, honestly, Midwest emo is better than, like, yes. clip, that, clip, that. Emo. clip that, clip that, clip that, clip that, clip it, clip it. Thank you, Alex. You all know how to make me feel special. Any Anything else for episode 47, Christian? Sorry, I, I was, like desperately trying to find those lyrics <laughs> no, no uh, then my only my only note for this episode is free the psychicers um i feel like they've been <laughs> abused in this scenario i feel like they're victims they've been tricked into I'm gonna, this We're g- i'm gonna mend christians free the psychicers because a lot of them were free from the pods but not in a good way safe way justice for the psychicers uh, how about that also matrix yeah. vibes right yeah, big, big Matrix time. Five, just big batteries. Matrix These people are just batteries. They smell like shit. Yuck. Um, episode forty-eight. Oh, yes. we're all back together. We've all seen this. Now. 
called so good to see you guys (laughs) now now i'm excited it's called vanquished life blooming life uh tassilo kills queen maria right in front of uso with a gun with (laughs) the only thing stopping Uso now is gone and he destroys the ship and kills Tassilo. The Federation and League Militaire discuss the plan for their final assault on the Angel Halo. Everybody is just obsessed with the Marbat's baby, and that's a big plot point. Um Let me get some hands on that. Yeah, let's put our hands on this baby. Um Yeah, I mean, this was an episode. I think this is when I started to feel a little bit better about things. I feel like yes. things were starting to pick up a little bit. And I was like, all right, we're getting there. We're getting to the end. Mm-hmm. We're kind of like, we're moving forward. Still like baby steps moving forward. But, you know, there's some, there's some stuff Like happening. an important character died. Yeah, we lost Queen Maria. Um, and I fucking... The episode was metal as fuck. Like, yeah. He just... She's like, oh, mm. kill me. And he's like, okay. Boom, boom, boom. And he shoots it like five times. And he usually just takes the lightning, his uh, light sword, and sticks it into him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he just like evaporates. That's fucking metal as fuck. I do really yeah. like those evaporation deaths. Like, there's a couple of those mm-hmm. throughout Gundam where they just like, just see someone get like completely dissipated by space yes. and lasers. But Yeah, cool. Uso vaporizes somebody with the beam sword besides Tassilo. And I can't <laughs> oh, remember no, who I know who he, he does vaporizes. someone else in like episode four. 50 i think i don't i remember it happening i don't it's one of the um the hotties yeah well it's <laughs> oh no shrek a team member she gets uh vaporized by it's uh well uh, uso uh vaporizes one of the bikini baristas yeah. oh yeah like bootleg, bootleg okay. shrek team <laughs> but let, let's let's get in, let's get to the next episode then we'll we'll tackle that unless alex do you have anything for episode 48 yes uh what is we we have not okay with Alex? Now we have. Let's do it. Play what the drop. is? Well, yeah. The, not okay with Alex was the relationship early oh, on. That's right. That's right. Sorry, but sorry, sorry. now we have a new drop. What is okay with Alex? And this is girls in bikinis. Girls in bikinis in outer space. There is a song. I don't know if you're a TikTok fan. It was a sound like two years ago. Girls in bikinis. Girls in bikinis in rollerblades in outer space. That's all I can think about the entire time. With, with RPGs. With yes. RPGs. And, uh, but, like, can we also, like, I do want to call out like, a fucking weak-ass reason to have them in bikinis. Yes. Is, I... Let's distract the men in the mobile suits, which, A, yeah. didn't really work. For, like, they got they... like, a solid 10 seconds, and then they shoot. This is episode shoot... 49, Alex. Yeah, or forty-eight. Yeah. Well, but okay, well, let's no. Well, this episode go, forty-eight. No, it's forty-nine. It's forty-nine. It's okay. It doesn't oh, matter. It's, that, it's, it's semantic. Sorry, it's semantic. No, I do have notes. I do have notes for forty-eight. Uh, Uso refusing to eat is huge armor energy. Yeah, and then there Big is armor. another line, probably like five minutes after <laughs> that happens, where it goes, uh, uh, "Someone tells Uso, but your parents gave birth to you." And Uso goes, "I wish they didn't." And that's huge, Alex energy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That is pretty emo but, of Uso to say. That is super emo. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right, Christian, Christian, we we got to get to these bikini yeah. boosts. So go ahead, <laughs> We're so antsy to talk about it, please. <laughs> so, episode 49, Above the Angel's Rings. Uh, League Military mounts their assault to disable the Angel Halo. Katina and company meet them in fierce battle, intent on finding Uso. Uh, well, at least Katina is intent on finding Uso on the battlefield. Uh, Uso, uh, meanwhile, wastes no time in moving past Katina towards the Halo to rescue Shakti. 
Katy in the meantime, however, is able to organize an ambush. Firing wildly, Katyina launches a beam into the angel halo as hundreds of psychicers housed within the halos fly out into space, uh, quite tragically. And this is not the worst of it yet, just to let you all know. Uh, <laughs> even more suffer the same fate as Yuka of the Shrike team sacrifices herself in order to give Uso a chance to infiltrate. Uh, for some crazy reason that makes no sense, Katyina and her team decide to fight in the nude. Uh, well, at least Katyina doesn't. <laughs> she tricks everyone else to getting nude. Okay, okay. Uh, it's, uh, I'll let you finish, but I, the, the major correction that makes let it him okay. finish. Let him finish. I think the reason she said was to distract Uso somehow. Um, yeah. uh, anyways, I have it here in my notes bikinis and bazookas. Uh, Uso literally slaps <laughs> them with the Gundam. And, and this part was like, it was funny and disturbing at the same time because it was funny. It was funny. Usually don't like punch people. Like it's like but it was like so effective because they were just like, ooh, like after like of course they were. You just got hit by a huge like metal hand. Yeah. The sound effects the sound effects were crazy. <laughs> he just like slaps them aside or like headbutts them. And you know, like in reality, their bodies are getting crushed and they're getting killed. By literally being swatted by a giant robot, but anyway, well, I, like I, I I assume that he was like kind of like slightly slapping away so he could knock him unconscious and not kill. Except for the one he killed with the sword, that like, she just dies. <laughs> she just straight up gets vaporized. Also, also not nude in bikinis. That makes it significantly better. <laughs> I mean, a, uh, arguably, yeah, the, yeah, leaves a little bit more the, imagination. The line and. If, it, if they had been actually a nude, it would have been not okay with Alex, but the fact that in the bikinis and with bazookas, which is just fucking cool, is okay with Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I, like, from my perspective, like, them getting hit by the Gundam at, like, with the power behind, that'd be like me running you over with a forklift. Yeah. Like, that's how intense it is. I'm, like, I was thinking it like you swatting a fly away. Like, no. you hit a fly with Look, your hand. Yeah, we're going to kill the organs, Like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, I imagine, like, Katty, you know, it's probably like, hey, girlies, like, don't worry. This, like, Uso's going to be head over heels for you. Like, it's going to be no it's gonna be issue. Fine. Like, like, it's going to be distracted. Don't worry. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, he's fighting back. <laughs> yeah, like, no one expected him to fight back, but until, and like, if they hadn't have shot him with the, like, rocket launcher, he was like, this is, this is a dream, right? And they shot him, like, oh no, this shit's real. Okay, now I can fight <laughs> They fucked up by shooting, they, they hadn't shot him, he would have, he would it would have been over. I think they would have won if he wasn't in a fucking Gundam. Yeah, like, too. At the end of the day, he was in a Gundam and they had like guns, like regular bazookas. Like they yeah, didn't it, do shit. Anyway. It doesn't matter what you're wearing. There not, was a shot where like that. it was a direct hit on him, and like he was just like, "Oh shit!" Like these are real yeah. weapons, but like nothing yeah. happened. It also just shows how shitty Katyina is. Just an example of how shitty her character is as a person, yeah, where she yeah. just sacrifices people just to get a chance to, um, to get the upper hand on Uso. I, yeah. Uh, also, I will say this episode kind of turned me on Harlow a little bit. Okay. It was just, it was just like, <laughs> what, what facet do I do? of it? What do I do? Oh, fuck. I guess I'll kill Catalina if I can. And I was just like, how's oh, the job in his cool. hand? And I was like, okay. Okay, Haru. You're fucking I, around. And I like this. I did like, yeah, when Haru was controlling the gun, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah, pretty that, fucking that, dope. That's R2D2 that, that vibes that right there. That won me over quite a bit. 
do you all do you all want to talk about Kadeen and right now? Like, I feel like I like there's a lot to say about I, her. I feel like no, I want to talk about her at episode fifty one. Okay. okay, yeah, okay, let's we'll get, let's we'll get, get let's see that. I have a very strong feeling at the end of that episode. So yeah, and this uh, we mentioned it already, but in this episode, Uso finally demonstrates his resolve to finally kill her. Um, she escapes. Mm-hmm. Out of her mobile suit just in time, but he, you know, finally demonstrates that he's willing to put a beam sword through her, essentially. So, essentially, at the end, of, uh, at the end of this episode, uh, Uso's able to rescue Shakti yet again. Uh, but despite that, the Angel Halo still has a lot of energy from the psychicers that remain on the on the Halo, and Shakti, um, because of her having activated herself or having been a part of it she's still united heart and mind with all the psychicers that are on there so she feels as if she has to go back which is you know whatever but anyways yeah that takes us into episode 50 all right let's let's just keep going on um into episode 50 the battle called upon by hate Shakti and Uso go back again one more time for the last time to the Angel Halo so that she is able to do something. I'm not sure exactly what, but basically with the psychicers, she's got to hang out with them and like change their minds and try and save them. Um, this then is when the final battle between Bespa and the Federation begins and heavy losses occur on both sides. Kadina and Uso are locked in another battle and Uso doesn't take any opportunity to kill her because he still thinks, even after his previous attempt at killing her, that she might be worth saving. Uh, Shakti begins to pray and Kadina becomes even more hysteri- hysterical and kills Franny and Miliera. Miliera. Uh, Chronicle damages the reinforced junior but retreats before he can destroy it when Kadina calls out to him. Most of the Reinforced Junior's crew evacuates the ship with only Captain Gomez, Jin, and the old men remaining. The Reinforced Junior rams into a Bespa ship, destroying the entire Motorad fleet. Um, in the battle, we also lose uh, Uso's father, the Dilf, and <laughs> Connie attempts to help Uso, but is killed by Katina, R.I.P. Connie. She was my favorite of the Strike-a-team. Sh- um, I, yeah, I... I'm just gonna yeah. Let's just open it up for discussion. We 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 saw a lot of loss happen here in the penultimate episode. This is the end um, of the Shreka team. Yeah, I believe that our our final members were all killed. Three and... Shreka team members die, um, including I was like holding on to maybe Connie is the one. My favorite was the one that would make it out, uh, but in the end, Katina. I guess doesn't respect. How the cool bangs. would it be he if uh, Connie, Connie had survived and her and Marbet? form this like semi romantic relationship and raise uh Oliver's baby. <laughs> wow. That'd be pretty beautiful actually. I yeah, felt like one cool. of those I'd be into that fanfic. Who's the who's <laughs> the one that cannon. who's the one that died because they saw Katayina shoot the angel halo and they're like, oh shit, you're on our team now. Oh, that was um that was, that was Franny. A, yeah. yeah, that was Franny. That that death that sucked. That death seems that. so pointless. Yeah. That was really frustrating yeah. to me. But like, I mean, I also it's like we're in the second to last episode, and like, I think that a big thing that they wanted to do is like kill all the Shrek team to say that yeah. like, whoa, war kills entire like groups yeah. of people. Sometimes you know, people who don't deserve to die. Yeah, exactly. A lot of the Shrek team died in ways that they 
would actively fighting anymore. Yeah, but I mean, like, that one was just kind of stupid. Like, the other ones got, like, shot and, like, exploded and stuff. Except for the what's-her-face who got killed when she was holding up the space ramp. Like, she was actively... Kate Bush. (laughs) Kate Bush. (laughs) Oh, that would be Kate Bush. (laughs) Kate Bush. And then I... I have a question. I think it happened in this episode. It's this episode when, like, the Vespa people were firing at the at the uh, the rings, and then the blood hits the window. Like, oh my episode. god! When was that? That was this episode. Yeah. That was oh, there was no reason oh, they were that hard. I I had to stop the episode and take a second. Like, this is like, like well, this is real. The weird part about it is they were like, "Is that human blood?" And they're like, what else? What else animal be? blood. <laughs> Like, do you think he like ran into some birds? <laughs> yeah. Like in the upper atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, that, oh, that was definitely God. fucked. And it, the, um, the, the, there were like sound effects too that were yeah, like it was gnarly. Yeah. It was gnarly. <laughs> a, I want to say it was unnecessary, but it also felt very appropriate for the show. This that this episode hit very hard for me, especially like when they were evacuating the reinforced junior and all the bernie yeah. sanders guys were on there <laughs> that was a really that one cool made me tear moment. up a little bit oh that yeah I, cr- I cried was then. that in this like, episode where they did the like final uh ram yeah. into it yeah yeah, yeah. And, all, and the guys were like we'll just be a turret yeah that was cool yeah. as shit except that was a, yeah that was a quote i don't I'm gonna paraphrase kind of exactly, but like it was basically along the lines of like, "We're going we'll take care of this. We're leaving the future onto the younger generation." Yeah, which is like, which really reminded me. I remember episode one, Christian. You talked about when you talked about the intro song, how this was during the period of rebuilding in Japan, mm-hmm. and this like definitely like solidified that thought. Like we had yeah. an idea that this show might be referencing that. This was a hundred percent like. Well, Uso actually brings yeah. out a get up again when he's like arguing. Um, who is he arguing with about the whole like we can't just like destroy everything? I think it was uh, with it the was... old man, the monocle man, um, yeah. or the one-eyed laser guy. But he was like, like the dude was essentially saying like, you know, we have to like start from square one. Everything's so broken, and like Uso like made the point of like, yeah, but like you like it, it's okay if it takes a couple generations to fix, or like you know the next like you're not the final straw. Like people still exist past that. Um, which is a good theme to have throughout. But... Episode 51, Angel's Ascension to Heaven. Uh, so, Shakti responding to the wishes of the psychicers breaks apart pieces of the halo, causing absolute chaos for the Bespa fleet's uh, ability to hold up their defenses. Odello sacrifices himself in order to give Uso time in order to rescue Shakti from the key room, um, while also giving him a chance to deal the finishing blow to Chronicle. Katina lures Uso into a trap where he's almost killed. Uh, Meanwhile, the Angel Halo rearranges its parts and begins arresting battleships still engaged in battle. In one last confrontation between Katina and Uso, the V2 wings send the Halo flying, and Shakti comes down floating from the sky in the the little key room thing. Mm -hmm. And in the very last scenes... We see um, Marbet, Susie, Shakti, Carlman, uh, Flanders. Flanders. We get to see uh, they made it. Alicia and Martina um, and Uso just kind of chilling in Casarelia. And we see, 
we see Katina we see not Katina <laughs> uh, or not <laughs> uh, floating along in that little uh, cruiser thing I guess Wampa is what they call them floating along in the Wampa with a thousand yard stare in her eyes um, it's kind of unsettling and her hair her hair oh my gosh her hair is in a mess and she's wearing <laughs> she's wearing like a babushka kind of thing on her head um and she runs into shakti and shakti pretends not to know who she is <laughs> Dude, okay yeah and says go off somewhere over there please <laughs> but she gives her a new mixtape <laughs> gives her a new mixtape that's what i like to think everyone. what shakti did like it's like stop yeah. listening to like bon jovi like that shit sucks like listen to this <laughs> yeah yeah uh, listen to this it's the shins like from garden state <laughs> yeah. no what if Shak- i bet shakti would be cool around this time wait what year did this come out again 93 shakti gave oh and it was airplane over the sea that was funny so what did we all think of the ending let's let's talk ending what's everybody's thoughts on uh, uh, let's go around in a circle because i feel like okay. is that okay do you mind if i start yeah yeah go ahead all right um i compared to other endings which i feel like ended a lot more tragically than this like this didn't have like a whole um like red wedding type everybody dies all at once i thought that i liked it better that like it was kind of like a slow burn towards the end um and i mean like it wasn't like it definitely picked up at the end but like they could have killed like odello and oliver and like more of the shrika team like all at once but i kind of like that it just ended like just very peacefully and tranquilly um and like there wasn't it was it was almost kind of like uh like a marvel movie or something with like the villain showing up at the end and it's like we want a sequel and like you wait till like the after credit scene and like she shows up in woo wig and she's like i'm not done yet or like something like that <laughs> but um yeah she's gonna like like her not being able to see is gonna heighten her other powers <laughs> yeah, she, oh my god <laughs> She's gonna be what? Um, like daredevil. Yeah, daredevil. Or... Exactly. <laughs> She's gonna be like daredevil. Um, no. <laughs> I um liked the ending because I'm pretty sure that the next one we're watching has nothing to do with this, right? Is it the same universe? Not even the same. Okay, universe. perfect. Because like that's what I was like. I mean, this did nothing to like wrap up any like what happened in this universe. But I was kind of like. We're moving on now, and, like, I'm okay if, like, mm-hmm. I it's just left and everyone... It, it like, kind of was, like, and everyone lived happily ever after. Um, but that is my thoughts on the ending. I did like the... Oh, we're going in a circle? I'm totally disrupting that. Um, Whoever, the very, matter. very last panel of the Gundams kind of being uh, yes, neglected out in the pasture oh, in yes. the field. That was yeah. cool. I even took a screenshot of that, because yeah. uh, I just love that. Um, but otherwise, pretty underwhelming, disappointing ending overall for me, anyways. Because kind of like to what Simon was saying, um, it it just felt like there was not. I I would have loved, uh, just an episode of maybe a little bit of slice of life between Uso and Shakti, just living. Mm-hmm. 
and being like their plans moving forward with like war. their newfound yeah. knowledge and yeah the, yeah and i think like to simon's point it would have given all of that suffering they went through some meaning right um but it felt like well there was not in terms of making a statement on the universal century and this being the the latest uh entry into that timeline wise it really does nothing to wrap anything up mm-hmm. no. um it contributes nothing really new to say at all except for maybe that war will always be a thing i don't know but anyways yeah i just felt like a fairly disorganized ending overall. That was my impression yeah. of it. I agree. I think uh, my big takeaway from the ending was like, I think the biggest fault of this show is it doesn't have a good bad guy or a bad person. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like who, who's the bad guy? Like Chronicle? He's not like, he's not even like that bad. Like <laughs> Katina, I guess. I mean, she sucks, but like, she's like too bad. Know. Yeah. She was, like, comically, she, like, comically turned, almost, where it didn't even, like, even Uso was just, like, you're being manipulated, right? Like, something's gone wrong. Like, what's happened? So, I mean, I guess, like, the guy with the monocle, but we saw him literally three times, like, in the, in, like, the series. So, uh, I think that's a big part of it, is at the end of the day, it didn't seem like there was some, like, good closure or some, like, big win for anybody in, like, the whole last block i mean like what was the plan really like the angel halo stuff kind of confusing like it I, I don't know just like the stakes seemed kind of weird so i think um leading up into the last episode it just kind of was falling flat off of like a pretty good base of what they had established in the first uh you know quarter you know three quarters of the series so for me i, I thought i liked even just that little bit of ending where we got to see them back in Casarelia, I, I did like that um, and kind of get that closure on the story. But other than that, I, I would say that the ending kind of fell flat for me. What were your, what were your thoughts, Alex? Um, Yeah. Ending was, I, I get what the point the the bad guy wasn't a person. It was war and they didn't really like, they try to convey that, but they also try to like make it more as well. To either, if you're gonna make the idea that war is is the penultimate evil, which is what they really try to do, and death is like senseless death is the penultimate evil, it's they didn't accomplish that goal. They they accomplished that goal like decently, but not. They didn't end the show with that thought. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, that that bothered me. Catalina surviving really bothered me she did not deserve yeah. to live like, no she didn't yeah it's she so dumb but at the same time it does em- like embodies the idea of uso's like whole idea of trying not to kill people if he doesn't have to which mm-hmm. so she's blind think, at I, the end right yes okay yeah christian when you said she had a thousand yards stare, she had a zero yards <laughs> i just uh, missed the part that she was blind i just thought like she's just yeah, so that, no, she's, she's traumatized there's just no, no light behind the eyes anymore i had no. to rewatch the last scene with her like three times to figure out what the fuck is going on and i think the fact that they really focus on her eye and it gets like mm-hmm. all like weird distorted wait when he like does the pink light like wing lights is i think the moment she goes blind Oh, yeah. yeah. that's a good call. I didn't notice when, but I I, I did assume that. she was blind. I watched it multiple times to figure out what why the, the fuck, fuck happened. she was alive. Oh my I god, thought I missed she had that died. Thing. That's kind of yeah, like I, I I don't think she should have survived. That really bothers me, but that's all because I really don't like her. Like 
It's like I get in the overall narrative why she survives, and like I, I, as they're trying to push the idea that war is terrible mm-hmm. for surviving, and then makes sense. And then also, yeah, we were gonna talk about Katina um, and break her down a little bit more as a character overall, and I feel like it was just kind of weird the way she was utilized at the end there, as you know, she was waiting to see what the contest would be like between Chronicle and Uso, and she just was like became this very key figure out of nowhere for no good reason it, it was just strange she was incredibly self-centered in terms of like oh they're fighting over me and like mm-hmm. when that's and not I think what was happening point, i think yeah. i think a big point of it is driving that like war drives people to evil and she is the epitome of that of just like war driving her to kind of portraying everything that we at the beginning of the show we thought she was and just like really succumbing to death what she experienced for most of the show is like being a strong catalyst of killing and also I felt like we didn't really talk about it Odell's death like really really hit me I really liked it oh man I think yeah. like, did you did you were you guessing he was gonna die like, the second that I... he um stated that he had success with his like romantic relationship I knew that he was gonna die like I yeah I knew as soon as he said, "I'm your big brother." So your big brother was like, "Yep, that that that's that is your final speech. <laughs> yep. You are dying." And then he died in the next scene. Oh no! Like, there was so many times was... he should have died, you know. <laughs> so it's like, I, oh, pretty, he's fine. Pretty much since he since he gave her that pendant, I was like, he could I, die anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I kind of expected him to die a little bit. I was I was really hoping he would survive. And the, I, re- I really like Odell. The speech like... that he gave as he died was also heart wrenching mm. too. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I'm not gonna describe then, it here. You just you go watch it because it's. I mean, it yeah. hits. Also, like Alicia, Alicia, whatever her name is. Like I loved her, like talking to his grave, and being like, "Oh, I'm gonna hold on to this for now, and then I want to wear it during winter too." Like that. That really kind of broke me a little bit because, like, it was. Yeah, I just wanted. I wanted them to be together so badly. And that's the thing like, about the show. There was all these frustrating parts of it, right? Um the hot potato elements and all this, but you still, at the end of the day, you felt very invested in the characters, in their stories and their well-being. So like when, when Odello dies, that's a moment that's like, it's a real punch in the gut. And I think that was, I I don't think I would have liked it if he survived. Like I wanted him to survive, but I think the fact that he died really like puts a punctuation mark in the fact that war is awful and good people die senselessly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this thing is. Good, like people die senselessly, and that was like a big motif. And we really got that towards the end, and especially totally. with like the amount of people who died. And also, what the fuck happened to all the uh, psychos people? Psychicers? Yeah, knows? like they go to space. Like, I'm pretty sure they all fall to Earth and die. I like, mean, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm very confused. They all became like little mini ships and go up, and then just like you know, what be a, a, a fucking crazy spinoff story is like a, a psychicer who survived. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing: is do we assume that they survive, or are we supposed to assume that they die? I think we're I mean, supposed to assume that they all died in the crash yeah. towards Earth. But no, they don't crash to Earth. They all fly up into space. Oh, yeah, that's like, true. That's, that's a big point. Oh, they yeah, go they up. go up, so, like, and then Shakti floats down. That's a part that's yeah, not really explained very well. That's some, like, Team Rocket shit. <laughs> yeah. They just they live on to fight another day or some shit like that. Like, who knows? And the whole, the whole maternal motif 
uh, was very clumsy as well. I, I, like you can see what they were trying to get across is it like it's the foil of violence and war, right? Creation of life. Es da, da, da. Especially when there like are no good mother, like actual mothers. Like e even Queen Maria is like she's, she's not even being a good mother. mother to her to her actual child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Then Uso's mom is like making Uso throw knives at trees. <laughs> yeah. Her mother is Mar uh, Marte or whatever her name is. Like she's Mar the best Mar maternal figure. Yeah. It's just the best maternal figure we have in this show. Yeah. Totally. She's actually, I will say, she's my favorite uh, uh, Gundam baddie of the franchise at, to this point. Is Marbetasan? Marbetasan rips. Yeah. I love Marbetasan. But I have. I have an idea for like our next episode, which I'll, I'll talk about a little more. Where we can dive more into the characters, because again, what Christian said, I think this is the biggest thing about the show is it's a character show, and they created a bunch of really good characters, but I just didn't necessarily feel like they did them justice with the material of the show, and just like yeah, I don't know, drawing them out. And there and there were a lot of amazing elements to the show, but to yeah. Alex's point, they were never tied together or used very well. You know, did you did you think that uh, Catalina meeting Sharky uh, was the best person that she should have ran into? Or did you? Because I thought that that was a very like I really like as much as I think she should have died. I think that like there was no one better that she ran into when Sharky did call him in. Yeah, I mean, like I really, and I, I really feel like, like if that, she like, ran into someone else than like. I don't know. Maybe would have killed her. I'm not really sure. Yeah. <laughs> so just, like, like, should she have ran into Shakuti or should she have ran into Uso? And I feel like running into her and Kalaman was a better choice in terms of like. Yeah. I I thought that like in terms of like, a she should have been dead if she wasn't. Like I was kind of I was expecting it to be Uso. Like, yeah, I mean, like I don't like, think she like, deserved to be like you know like killed on sight and like Shakti and Carlman weren't about to like murder her. I mean, but, like, and not to get <laughs> really Carlman stabbed her in the side. Not to get really dark and macabre, but what Katina, the life she's about to live is about to be horrible. She's about to live alone in a bombed out city with no friends and no support, and she will probably die alone and miserable which is probably yeah. a worse fate than getting killed in that space battle and she had to deal with getting pity from Sh uh like, and that, that's she's the last penance is, is she's blind and getting pitied on and like it's very obvious that Shakati pities her and that's why she lets her like get to the direction that Sanchez on her way yeah yeah and i i did i did enjoy that like a little bit of humili mm -hmm. being humili humiliated that was a hard word for me to say right now but... Yeah, I mean, Katina, in my opinion, is just, like, the shitty popular girl at a high school who, like, just is inflicting drama on the people around her. And For then no at good the reason. End, yeah, she's brought down to earth and has to, like, be subservient to everyone else because she's not going to be able to see and she's not going to be able to fend for herself. So it's kind of cosmic justice for Katina's character, in my opinion. Um, as much as it sucked that she, like did all of those fucked up things and had people fighting over and manipulates Uso emotionally and stabs him, literally stabs him with a knife yes. in the back. She stabs him in the yeah. back. So I, I, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm happy with the decision to make her have to become a miserable you know, wretch. Yeah. Suffer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it fits. It fits with the life that she decided to live. That too. Like um, but, it did, anyways, anyways, she could have been, I think she'd been an even better character. If she was, had some mm -hmm. better writing devoted to her, but anyway, it will wrap totally. up. 
All that being said, let's rank this series out of 10 dogs and normal suits and discuss our thoughts on the following topics as we wrap it up. Or you should do this. Give us your brief, very brief thoughts on animation, story, music, characters, and execution. Um, and then give it a rank out of 10 dogs and normal suits. And then we will put this childish thing away and move on to more adult topics like G Gundam. <laughs> Can I get those categories one more time? Yeah, uh, we're going to say our thoughts on the animation, the story, the music, the characters, and the execution. Um, and let's start with Alex, and then we'll go Simon, okay. Christian, and I'll finish uh, it up. I'm going to establish first and foremost that dog in normal suit is what double in a scale 1 to 10 for me, because dogs in normal suits is fucking amazing. <laughs> so in terms of story, I'm going to give it like a like a, a 2 out of 10 dogs in normal suits. Um, and animation is, I, I, I really like, as much as I like, I felt the show was lackluster. I did really enjoy like visually watching it. I think that's solid, uh, about seven out of ten in dogs in normal suits. Music ten out of ten. Dog dogs in normal suits. This soundtrack is OST. Great sound effects. Great. Really enjoyed that. Characters uh, five. It's it's hard to like. I really like the ideas of the characters. It could have been so much more done with them. That would have made them better. So and again with the execution, like a. Like a three, like it was yeah. again a lot of threads I could see was there, the motifs I could like understand what they were going for. That a lot of like me having to like fill in mm -hmm. some of the blanks and like kind of knowing knowing Gundam at this point for a bunch of different shows and like know what the story is. So totally. yeah, I think overall dogs out of nor uh, in normal suits ten. Uh, what what would you give it overall? The show, yeah, a, a four. Before it was a, and I've kind of said this multiple times. I, I didn't hate the show. I did not like the show. It 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 felt like a chore watching it a lot of times. Um, if we're talking like the last four episodes, definitely boosted it a couple points for me because I really enjoyed like the little end, end of the show. But yeah, I'd say four four a four and a half a four and a half out of ten is is, is my final ranking. And Simon. Animation, I would say 9 out of 10 dogs in normal suits. I feel like I started being really astonished by it because all the explosions and everything, I was, like, noticeably better than others. Um, but other than that, all, like, the... I think that um, all the new animation uh, was kind of comparable to what we've seen before. Um, but mm -hmm. it was still really cool, so obviously 9 out of 10. Music. Um, not a big music person. Even when I watch like other movies that have like spe like specifically good music, um, but I would say overall it was um seven out of ten dogs in normal suits. Just because I'm waiting for that ten out of ten where I'm like, wow, this song is like the best thing I've ever heard, but I haven't got there yet. Um, what else? Next one, Michael. Feed me. Story. Story. Um. Ooh, I'm sorry. This is a. Uh, three out of 10. It was too long for me. Like I, and that might just be because I'm millennial trash and I can't pay attention to shit, <laughs> but like this, this was too long for me. Okay. That is my um, final take on the subject. Yes, Alex. I want to say, I agree with you. This should have been a, a 
22 episode season like series like mm-hmm. 12 would have been too short 22 would have been good 51 is way too much yeah i have no idea what goes in a tv production or what like dictates how long shows run for but for me like watching in 2022 where i have all of it available to me at the start it was too long so that that's like context is everything right um mm-hmm. Next is overall, or you still got some more characters? Ooh, characters. Um, I really ten out of ten comparatively. I think of like I'm, and and this is based off of what I've seen so far. Okay, like I'm not. There's not this like upper scale. These are my favorite characters so far. I've had previous like our favorite characters as a group for sure. I love Camille. Um, but uh, I felt like all the other characters in that one like weren't as good. All these were bangers. Um, even all, like the supporting ones, like the uh, like all the old people and stuff, like they were like they got the perfect amount of screen time in my opinion. Like in like just enough character development to like when you see them, you're not like, why are we showing these people again? It's like, oh, that's what they've been up to and stuff like that. Um, any more before overall? Uh, execution and then overall. Ooh, execution, I think is going to be low with my story. Three out of ten dogs in normal suits. I think that um execution, uh ties very closely to how quickly a story is being told um or or the pace of the story right some stories should be told slow overall i'm gonna give this one a six out of ten dogs normal suits not worst thing i've ever seen but um looking forward to uh, g that's very very fair Yeah. yeah yeah christian i'm i'm interested to hear your rankings here considering you were you were burning hot yes. on Victory oh Gundam early on. So, Christian, what do we have? Uh, we hit second block, and I was really feeling it. Um, so, music, I'm right with Alex. I'm a 10 out of 10. It, I think of anything they did with the show, anything they executed very well was the music. Um, yeah. It, they use it, the right kinds of music, all the right moments. Apologize, I don't have specific examples right now, but it just... It just felt that way, and it was, and the, it just, everything about it was just gorgeous, music-wise. Um, animation, um, I'm giving it an eight. Uh, it's not the best I've ever seen, but it's also, uh, it was very pleasing to the eye. It was easy to watch. It was, it was fun to watch, and also, um, on the animation point, I absolutely love the V Gundam. I'm Mm-hmm. low-key obsessed with it and then all the modifications that they did with it afterwards i've been trying to find some uh, um some gumpla kits online that i'm really excited about and there's just not many out there just i think because the show mm-hmm. wasn't all that popular and um i have yet to find one that has all those you know like the the salt gundam and gundam buster or Bus- buster gundam mods attachments with the Mega Beam Cannon, I haven't seen them yet. Uh, maybe they're out there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I love the V Gundam and everything it did in, in the series. So animation is at an 8 for me. Story, uh, I think compared to everyone, I'm uh, being a little generous on theirs. I'm, I'm giving it a 5 dogs in normal suits out of 10. <laughs> uh, only because there was a lot of interesting elements that that could have been great. They just didn't quite pull them all together some of them you know i think the the mom theme could have been interesting if it wasn't so clumsy um 
with relation to war and all that good stuff. And I thought Uso was definitely an interesting character, and that might touch on the character's point. Um, and I thought his relationship with his dad and his mom could have been fleshed out. That could have been way more interesting. Anyway, yeah, 5 out of 10. And then in terms of characters, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. Um, for all the same points that everyone has brought up so far. A lot of very memorable characters and a lot of ones that you relate to, even the ones that are very, uh, quote-unquote, insignificant or non-impactful to the overall story, right? Like, I care about Alicia and Martina. I really, I really cared about all the Shrike team members that we ended up losing throughout the way, you know? Um, even though we didn't spend very much time with them overall. Execution, again, being very... Very generous. I'm giving it a six, and that gives me an overall score, overall average of seven point two. Which in my head, I would had it at a seven. So, um, so yeah. it ended up coming out just right. You're telling the truth. Yeah. Uh. So I'll go through mine really quickly. Animation. I thought coming off of the OVAs in the movies, it was a difficult watch animation wise. Except for, for some reason, in the end of the series, they really gave a lot of detail to Fuwala specifically. <laughs> just Fuwala. They seemed to just, like, spend so much time animating her. And she looked beautiful. She did with but the bells? The the, oh, man. Yeah. But the rest of the series was, like, it was okay. So I would give it, like, a five out of an, uh, Dogs in Normal Suits for animation. Um, story. Fine story. I'm going to give it a six. Uh Four actually. Okay. Four point five. Yeah, four point five yeah, yeah. for story. It's kind of dog shit. Um, yeah. Mu- music. You gotta go nine point five for music. The score was incredible. I like looking up some of the reviews for the show um, to kind of see what other people were saying. What the general reception was. It seems like everyone kind of agrees with us on a lot of the stuff. And one of the things I saw the most was the score positive marks from the score the score was great Mm -hmm. and i'm really glad that it got a lot of appreciation from uh the viewers uh characters i like these characters a whole lot i'd say eight dogs and normal suits wow i thought these characters were great like some of the best characters since double zeta i mean i don't know stardust memory had some really good characters too but i just i really enjoyed uso as a protagonist i thought he was really good protagonist i liked Marbeto-san, the Shrikutimu, Junko, Oliver. A lot of really good characters that I like, so I'm going to give that a high. Execution, though, you got to say, in the dumps. Execution's bad. <laughs> yeah. Good elements, dumps. bad execution. Two. Two dogs in normal Whoa. suits. And I'm going to wrap up with saying the general uh, rating for this, for me, out of ten, it's got to be five. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I think maybe, I think, I was trying to think about, like, only thing that I think is worse than this is Shar's Counterattack. Out of what we've seen. I, 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 I don't know, but I would watch Shar's Counterattack any day over this. Yes, that's the thing. Shar's Counterattack, more frustrating that it's, I think that's, that's it. It's more frustrating that Shar's Counterattack is bad than, than the fact that Victory Gundam is bad. Yeah, Shark's Counterattack's worse because it should be good. Right. It should and be like it could it it could easily have been good. Like it so could have been good. It should have been Apex Gundam. It should have been <laughs> yeah, it like should. And I thought it was going to be. Uh and like I said with like with F ninety one, like F ninety one, I'm like, 
I wasn't expecting this to be good, and it's kind of watchable and like looks good as hell. Right. This just like was a disappointment. Um. So yeah, five. Anyway, let's just, um say that we we did it. We covered we it. Did it. Um. And reception. I I did look up reviews. I couldn't find anything worth really sharing as far as reviews goes. It seems like most of the people. It comes in DVD kind of and Blu-ray. Like, yeah, it comes in DVD, Blu-ray. Shipping wasn't good. It showed up not good or <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> so I saw a lot of reviews from people who were like, there's no dub. It said there was going to be a dub. Uh, but my anime list is probably the best place to look at reviews from actual viewers. And um, from what I saw, firstly, they were all way too long, so I didn't read them. Um, and everybody seemed pretty much to agree with what we were saying here, which is like, it could have been better, but it's also fine. Like more people should watch it. Yeah, there's a lot to love about it, but it's also just a very frustrating uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final thing that I have to talk about before we we close this out is the kill count. This showed up on our Twitter feed yesterday when I was just looking through, and it's a kill count for the four main protagonists so far in the series. And so it has the, the, the amount of lives that the following characters took. Oh, judo, Camille, Amaro, okay. and Uso. Okay. So, so out of those people, what would your guesses be for the highest kill count? And like the lowest kill count, like who marked the most people? And Uso who definitely has the highest kill count. No, it's, it's Amaro, Uso, Cam- uh, Amaro, Uso, Camille, and judo is my guess. Yeah. I was going to say exactly what Alex just said. No. Okay. So, uh, Judo comes in with 52 kills okay. at the lowest. Okay, okay. Got that. Right. So, one for four. So next up would be Camille okay. with 66 kills. Two for, two, for, two for four. In second place, with 120, <laughs> or 127 <laughs> kills, is Amaro I Red. Oh my god! Okay. How many? Uh, oh, uh, they're counting kills. Are they counting all the people that Uso killed when he blew up the, hold on, the hold on, uh, rings? Uso comes in, according to this graphic, with 171 kills, plus 16 battleships, plus <laughs> that one fleet that he killed as well. <laughs> yes, dude. Dude, he fucked up to count the people in battleships that's but he single-handedly like delivered the killing blow to it like that like that's what he did like hundreds of people at a time so he's a vicious amount of people (laughs) it was it was a funny graphic because it had like drawings that somebody had done of them Mm -hmm. of each of them and then like they got bloodier (laughs) like each Um, but with that, uh, that kind of concludes our coverage of Victory Gundam. Um, and I think we should talk a little bit behind the scenes. Um, we did all feel pretty overwhelmed with the amount of episodes we had to watch for this. Yeah. So I think the consensus was, is firstly, what I think we're going to do is do a couple of bonus episodes, uh, which don't require us to watch, uh, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will talk about our next episode that I have yeah. planned, uh, here in a moment, um, which hopefully we can record uh, later this week. And then I think we'll do, Alex and I are going to get together and get high and watch Char's Counterattack, so maybe we'll release that as well as a main episode. <laughs> Alex, you haven't seen Char's Counterattack? Um, not yet. Okay, cool. Continue, Michael. So that, that, that should be a fun hang. 
That'll give us some buffer as well because we have been uh, recording these two days before releasing them, which always puts us a little bit into a stressful mindset. The fact that we can't push back and if we, we, we like try and be as organized as possible. So I think um, going into G Gundam, we're going to firstly, G Gundam is one of the most popular Gundam series in America due to its release in, in the U.S. for on Toonami. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. All right. <laughs> So um, I think that we should definitely give it its uh, due diligence and kind of take our time with it. So with 49 episodes, uh, hmm. what do you guys think we should break it down? And how many how many episodes should we do per, per uh, episode of our show? 49, maybe like, hmm. I'm honestly feeling, I mean, I, I like six or seven per or maybe nine because then we can do nine episodes but like even nine episodes seems like kind of a lot sometimes and i mean like i don't know i think i'm only saying that because like life very much like fluctuates with me even though like what if it what if we we took time with this one and we did 10 episodes and we covered five at a time. Yeah, so we either do five, or if we do seven, we can do around seven episodes. Oh yeah, forty nine is indivisible by nine. I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I think I think seven's good, and then like whatever we end up with at the end. Well, it would be if we do seven, it would be nine. It'd seven be episodes. Seven episodes yeah. of seven episode blocks. I'd say seven. I like that. Five. Yeah, I... fuck it. Lucky number seven. Thanks. So. I think seven's good. Also, I think we're going to find this a lot easier to watch because, firstly, it has a um, and so you're going to be able to take notes and watch. Like watching a subbed show is a lot harder because I have to pause it a lot to write down my thoughts, uh-huh. and I can't multitask at all. Each episode, I'd have, I'd have to pause and I'd go back, you know, a minute or two every time I yeah. pause to take a note, which adds like yeah. an episode. If you're watching an episode or two at night, it's fine. But if you're binging a bunch at once, it it's tedious it really quickly definitely. it is g gundam is also it's kind of like a monster of the week show as well so there's not as much of a the overarching story of it. it's going to be a lot more simple which is going to be nice it's a lot less space politics <laughs> so i think that a good I think that we will find it what we have been doing i think we will yeah. yeah we will find it a lot more um i don't know like restful and easier to to enjoy because yeah i think we all had a moment today where we texted and Simon said what I think all of us were thinking, which yeah. is like, this is exhausting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I can't. you know, I, I think that we're going to find that, you know, the, the material of this definitely led to some of those feelings, but also we aren't doing ourselves any favors by t- like talking, we'd talk about 15 episodes today. That's just yeah. too many. So I think yeah. slowing it down. And then that gives us more time to talk about like whatever weird topic we want to dive into. Exactly. Next <laughs> yeah. Whatever yeah. weird detail that was and fun or great. I think already we're going to have some people interested to come on the show and be guests as well, because again, like G Gundam, Gundam wing, eighth MS team, our next three seasons, people love these series because of the run that they have on Toonami. So I think that we're going to have a lot of people interested in, and it'd awesome. be nice to have, guests and not be like we're gonna have to watch 12 episodes or whatever oh. i'm also <laughs> yeah. excited to be jumping into an entirely new universe so like everything that we did know we can we can put aside right like, it's like we're yeah. moving on to a nude show you know yeah it, it, i mean it's like they have gundams but it's it's very very different so they have gundams it's kind of the relation between <laughs> the two <laughs> that's it's it. not like <laughs> war based or anything well, well I'll that? see, I'll see, I'll see, I'll yeah, see, I'll see, I'll see, I'll yeah. see, I'll see. And see. it's you'll martial see. arts based too, okay. which is cool, cool, sick. Cool, 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 cool. Um, 
but before we wrap up this episode yeah. and close it out, I did have I have a final thing that I'm very excited to share, um, which is a trailer for our next episode. And I hope you all enjoy it. I'm going to share my screen now, and this is going to be a live reaction of the trailer for the three of you, and then I'll also put it in the episode. Um, so you can hear uh, Michael, you okay. didn't have Hi. to. Give me one second. Crank up the volume. Anyways, all this madness ensues, and tragically, uh, Lena is caught in the crossfire <laughs> of the battle, and uh, enemy mobile suit falls right on top of her uh, before she's able to get medical help. We get, uh, you know, a major character dying in a really tragic way. Um... There is no way that Lena is dead. I'm calling it. If she's dead, if she's dead, I will eat my shorts. Yeah. What? All right. Dude. No, I am a hundred percent with Michael. Game of Thrones rules. We never yeah. saw the body. Okay, but that fucking mobile suit landed on her and she it fucking exploded. She was passed out in a in a tent and a mobile suit landed oh, on her. God and damn it! God damn it! No, I am watching the show no. under the guise that Lena is still alive. That is how I viewed the following things. I have not. It maybe it's me dealing with grief. Maybe I'm in the denial phase. If she's dead, I will eat a Subway foot-long sandwich. We are right. I'm going to rub up you both a Subway foot. We'll monitor the Lena situation moving forward. There is a massive elephant in the room today, which is the subway bet. The music. We're not going to talk about it now. <laughs> we're not going to talk about it now. But we just we just want to let you know that we didn't fucking yeah, forget. Simon and I talking so about it every day <laughs> since the last time we recorded. It's very important to us. Leaving the Argam on Earth, the crew returns to space. While they depart the atmosphere, we finally see what we've all been waiting for. Not only is Lena alive and well, she's with Sayla. Guess who? <laughs> Hashtag there's Sayla. Hashtag Lena's alive. All right. There's a lot to say here. And I think that we'd be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't talk Subway. Alex, Christian, what are you going to eat? What are you going to get? What's on order? I don't got it. You're going to eat this asshole. No, what you're getting, you're going to get turkey sub, and you're getting it fucking oh, God, covered yeah. in ketchup. If you call Subway and you order it on this style, they'll know what to do. <laughs> So this is what I was thinking. Simon and I already talked about the fact you all are getting the Mondo special. Uh, we oh. talked about this the last weekend. But I'm thinking yes. when Simon gets into town, uh, eventually Christian will come visit, and then uh, oh. we'll, we'll all sit down and watch you guys eat a couple Mondo specials. It's Meanwhile. time for you guys to put up or shut up, because we called it. 
You all were so, can I, so cocky. Can I shut up, please? God, dude. I don't want to put up with that. I fucking almost You should have died. Next Tuesday. The podcast event. One year in the making. Four friends. Two subway footlongs. Everything is on the line. Will their friendship crumble? Or will it survive? Like Lena. The time has finally come. Thanks for calling Subway. Eat fresh. Hi. Hey, what are you Sure, what can I get for you? Uh, I'm just gonna get two turkey sandwiches. Uh, make those foot long, please. Alright, anything on those? <laughs> can I get those Mondo style, please? Sure, so covered in ketchup. Okay. Yeah, just covered in ketchup. Thank you so much. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, here we are at the drive through of the local subway. Let's go ahead and grab these sandwiches. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alex, Christian. It's time to pay up. That's right, baby. Next week's episode. This Tuesday, we're doing it. Okay, if we have to do this, we have to do this live. No, no, just podcasts. It has to be a video component to this. Absolutely. We could could do a video if we want to. I mean, I I don't know if it's, like, necessarily worth jumping through too many hoops, but my my plan was we do, since we need to buy a little time and uh, get the uh, momentum back, I thought we could, at some point this week, get you all some Subway footlongs, Mondo style. I might even consider eating some Panda Express. Uh, oh yeah, as... there we go. Now we're talking. Panda's delicious <laughs> because I think Panda's dog shit, uh, and you all okay. for some I reason correct... love it. <laughs> I need to correct my statement. Panda is not delicious. Panda is satisfying. So two very different there you things. Go. <laughs> so I thought we could uh, finally pay off after one calendar year oh when we made when we God. talked about that. Simon didn't even live in Portland yet. <laughs> you live in Portland oh, for a year, shit. Simon. Time flies. Yesterday was Eric's birthday. Yeah, crazy. Wow. So long. Yeah. Um. So I thought we could do a character tier list, like our old yeah. uh, Zated tier list, classic. I love that episode. It's one of our best episodes we've done, and uh, we'll we'll finally pay off the subway bet. I spent maybe six hours making that, so I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> that was really uh, good, that Michael. That, that, that was makes like... me happy. You wasted a day doing that. That that, that brings me satisfaction. If I have to eat this stupid sandwich. <laughs> I'll order Subway too, but I'm getting a regular sandwich. He also is gonna be Mondo style. I'm not happy about eating the sandwich, but that trailer, like my stomach. You can't not now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. All right. So next week it is official. We will be doing the Subway bet. Finally, we will finish that off and pay that bet off. And um, we will also do a tier list. And then right after that, we'll be in G Gundam episodes one through seven. 
pretty easy, little breezy episodes, one through seven. That's what I like um, to hear. That's literally that... half of what. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let, let's just finish this episode off. Um, and say we love you all and uh, we know times are tough out there and you know the world is a chaotic and hard place to be and you know we don't know what you're going through and what we've been going through but uh, in general I think that the world is a beautiful place at some times and uh, the one thing that we can take um, stock of is our relationships that we have with each other so we love you very much stick uh, stick with it. Hang in there. Um, if you need anything, reach out to somebody. Um, other than that, we'll see you next time. We love you very much.
God. Oh my God. 